0: To the spoken
2: the spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with our guys, Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. And Trevor Twidwell. What's up, everybody? It is currently storming its ass off outside. We were wondering if we were gonna have power to do this. And uh as we've been sitting here waiting, uh, I was I was about to start taking wagers, man, because I really thought for a second that we were gonna be in trouble because I didn't know if we were gonna be able to do the show tonight. But yeah. I'm really glad we have we have tonight because of the fact more than just because that we get to do the show here Friday. It's also because and I've been hyping it up. I've been hyping it up the last few days. We're very very fortunate. We're very blessed to have our guy six ten radio host Jay Binkley with us tonight. Jay, I, I, want, I want to thank you for coming out here tonight, man. I know you just got down with your show. On First 6th of all, 10. you're
1: not blessed. I couldn't read your house numbers. So. <laughs> I, I can't read shit at <laughs> night. You know what I'm saying? I like, like these house numbers. Like, Can I say shit? No, oh, you know, just say here? fuck shit, whatever but you want to say. I, but I couldn't see shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's great. I'm like, where the hell I am you
4: go, I? Man, a platform. you platform. <laughs> well,
1: GPS only takes you and says, well, you right. think you're here. Right. And I wasn't there. It's was like, damn it. Lance, where the hell am I? And you can't really
0: see with the, the rain.
1: You can't no. Really oh, hell, it's, it rains all the damn time. I <laughs> live in Parkville it's like underwater. Yeah. It's like Atlantis. <laughs> well, do you, do you live on with a hill the, or no, do you live down I live in, the in a hill, so oh, okay. I'm not in where it's water, but I'm telling you, I drive down by it and the water starting to recede. Yeah. Which they need to get this shit done yeah, because Parkville Brew done. Fest is coming up in April. Right, right. And they need dry space. Well, that actually, can't you know, be canceled. Actually, <laughs> you know, I'd put on some mutters, Would man. you be willing to rent yeah. out yeah. your space for the
2: for the brew fest? Hey,
1: come park, man. I'm yeah. just saying. We'll walk down there and we'll drink some freaking beer. Yeah, will
2: I'll I be take able, it. Will I be able to read your address? That's the question. It, it was, yeah, it's going to be daylight. So you can read it. <laughs> What's the date on that, by the way? When's that all taking place? Uh, you know
1: what? I don't know. Let me look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the a date.
2: It's a date. Yeah. I just
1: know it's April, all right?
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Stop asking me these questions.
2: So we got we got a yeah we got a flood warnings all over the place. It's been it seems like all the north area has beautiful, just been underwater. So yeah, the last
1: thing we need is freaking floods. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Yeah, th- this rain was untimely. It's weird too because usually I hear people bitching about we don't get enough rain and then we get too much and it's the opposite end. So yeah, when it, it gets hot,
1: outside, the snow outside, finally stops and then we get it's, it's Exactly like the summer though. But it's not actually here because if it rains here, the shit yeah. goes down a stream. But yeah. what, what happens is, is when Nebraska and Iowa oh, get those man. rains, we get it here. Yeah. And so we take all their crap. Now our stuff will go to St. Louis or whatever. Screw that! Don't get all of it. April twenty seventh.
2: April twenty seventh. Okay. We
1: got a month to get this stuff stuff dry. So yeah, Yeah, definitely come out there, guys. It's at my garage. It's at Binkley's
2: house, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't don't listen to the the meteorologist guys. Listen to the spoken podcast. We have your forecasts for you. Obviously, we're talking weather in the first five minutes, so this is great. (laughs) No, um, the reason why we wanted to bring Binkley on is because obviously you're you're the football guy. Um, and I mean, you love beer. So we had plenty of that to give out. Yeah, like so. Beer and football, yeah. so beer and football, that's what we, that's America. what we're here to talk about. Yeah, that's and, what I like, yeah. and, and tonight, you know, there's obviously, even though we're in the dead end of the off season, you know, the draft is coming up, but it's still a little bit of ways we away, be here before we know it, but there's so much to talk about. And obviously, you know, you lead the show with the Royals tonight on 610 because you know, there's a lot to talk about with you know Mondesi and Kel- and Keller, you know Keller. There's, yeah, I did
1: Royals for a while, right? So had, Exa- yeah, yeah you my blood a little, right? Bit, you exactly, know? but
2: but in the heart of you, I don't want to speak for you, but you are a football guy.
1: Yeah, I love football, but I love baseball too. Yeah, love, absolutely. Those are my two sports. I love. I love the NHL. Right. I love hockey. Yeah. Love hockey.
2: I just know that I've I've heard Ryan, Ryan and the other guys, Ryan Witowski, they'll they'll call you nerd when you're
1: watching high school football, and but it's it's what it's Mac what, football, right, all But You know what though? It it, everybody, everybody's got their thing. Though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Some people like weird stuff. Yeah. It's my weird stuff. I love it. You know what? <laughs> I if, call you, it if, you don't, if you don't watch Mac, you don't have Ben Roethlisberger. You don't have Antonio Brown. You don't have Eric Fisher. You don't <laughs> have Kareem Hunt. All right. That's Mac.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. mac So tonight, though, I wanted to get right into it because there's there's been some big changes, especially in the NFL. Um, and we're going to go down the list, guys. We, we, you know, we're going to touch about Gronkowski. We're going to talk about the Patriots, about their dynasty, if, is, if, it, if it's over, if they still are the face of the AFC. We're going to talk about the Chiefs, uh, their threats in the AFC, who's the biggest threat in the AFC for the Chiefs coming up for this year and for years to come. Uh, some possible trade rumors from guys that are going to be you know, potentially moved to the Chiefs this offseason. How aggressive is Brett Beach going to be in these types of moves? Uh, we might even talk a little bit about Jordy Nelson and if he has an outside chance of even making the Hall of Fame. And don't exclude me from that yet, because there might be a chance it happens. So, oh, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hear me out on that one. Just, just hear me out on that one, because I think there is a legitimate chance that he can have an outside shot. And I'll give you the case. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is a chance. Ooh, so I want to hear drinking? that. Uh, oh, I've been drinking. Oh, there's, there's yeah. been drinks had. It's Jordy so. Nelson yeah. taking. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be sizzling. Let me just it tell you that, man. Pretty baby. hot. Okay. Well, we're going to get right into it. The NFL this last week had approved a the owners meeting in Arizona and they had discussed and finalized that they will now be able to review uh, no calls on pass interferences. Pass interferences will be more of an emphasis in the league this year, primarily because of the fact that the Saints have made a gripe that they lost an NFC championship because of it, even though they didn't. There was an interception in that possession they had that ended up costing them the game, ultimately, in my opinion. But they have a legitimate reason to believe that there should be some changes. Now, I am a person that does believe in progress. I do believe that the league has some issues that they need to fix. I do believe that it's about getting the call right. I am 100% with that. But I've heard a lot of folks in the local media and in the national media make some really legitimate cases as to why this is something that could really open up Pandora's box and cause more problems than than actually solve problems. So, Bink, I want to go around the table, but I want to start with you, man. I want to get your idea, your thoughts on why this is either a good idea or a bad idea in your eyes.
1: Well, it's a good idea because I, I do think pass interference can change a game. I, I really do. I literally think that, just like the Saints, I mean, they had a legitimate gripe. In Mardi Gras parade, they even had these <laughs> reps. Right. It cost them a Super Bowl, and that's yeah. a big deal. That's a big deal with money and everything else with your fans. What I'm worried about is when you go to review pass interference, there's always pass interference. And then that, 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 that's my concern that when you review it, you will see pass interference. You guys know it. I mean, guys, yeah, yeah. the hands on defensive backs are always on the receivers. My my, my worry is when it comes down to things, let's we'll say the Chiefs are in this big deal and they're reviewing pass interference. Well, the hands are always there. Yep. And uh, that was egregious, what happened in New Orleans. So hopefully the rule is more egregious than the normal ticky-tack. That that concerns me because there's always pass interference. There's always homing. Yeah. So it does concern me, but I do like it to get them right because – there's one thing if you're a fan of a team and you've had something like this pass interference, it is egregious. I, I do like the fact, well, you have to wait to waste the challenge if you're doing it, but it's the final two minutes. You know, the of course the officials do it. So I, I am for it because I consider it almost like a change of possession, pass interference. Yeah. I remember Peyton Manning would use it. He would throw it downfield. He didn't throw the best ball either, It'd be more like a duck. But a couple yeah. things happen. He would throw it to where his wide receiver would get it, or he'd get pass interference because he's Pete Manning, yeah, yeah. he would get pass interference. And I do think the Chiefs would benefit from it by having the league MVP and Patrick Mahomes Absolutely. That, it, that he would it, benefit football. from it. <laughs> but it does scare me, though, yeah. because there's always pass interference. I mean, it depends on how you rule it. But defensive backs' hands are always on receivers, and oh, yeah. you always know this, and whether they call it or not. But I think it's a step in the right direction. I am for it. I'm kind of like Tres Pele. I wrote an article oh, yeah. about it where he's against it. Now he's kind of for it when he hears the argument. Put me in that camp. Yeah. Um, I want to see it happen first because the worst thing I want to see because it's like if you want to review holding calls, there's always holding. If you want to review pass yeah, interference, there's always pass interference, or a lot of times there is because you're past that five yards. So it does concern me. But man, if you're screwed out of the Super Bowl, I mean yeah. that's yeah. But I'm all for replay. Like I'm a huge advocate of replay. The Royals use replay. Hell. Bill DuPlessis, thirty and three and nine last year in replays two and zero oh this year it did make a difference so I am for it yeah yeah I mean for them being game altering plays
4: with you know I think any game altering play should be reviewable especially I think it's what's the rule entirely though it's like in the last two minutes
1: two minutes each half you, yeah. it's booth replay right. yeah. so
4: yeah so like the Saints game obviously for instance. Is a big example just because that's the most recent. But recent here's the one. key, though. The way yeah. they were
1: going to do it is only if it's flagged they were going to review it. Right, right. That was the original rule. Now yeah, it's it even if it's not flagged, like the New Orleans Saints play wouldn't have been reviewed yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. under Non-cals. the first Non-cals, proposal, yeah. so yeah, got like, like that, because it wasn't flagged. But now it's everything, which I think is is key because that play, which is what spurned this whole deal, right. would have been it? replayed because it wasn't flagged. It wasn't flagged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's
4: man. Yeah, that's got catch twenty two. Yeah. I mean it's. It's one of those situations where, like you said, if it doesn't get called, then what do you do? There's nothing you can really do. But, yeah, there's been some egregious calls that we wish could get turned back. Now we have that chance. What I'm I'm, I'm
2: trying to figure out is this. and and Because I I really – because like I said, I've heard Colin Cowherd and a lot of other guys try to make the stance that – well, it's going to prolong the games. It's going to lessen the quality of a game. But I don't see that because of the fact they didn't change the challenge rule necessarily and the fact that you still get your two challenges. You still got to
1: change. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And if you're right on two, you get three. But right. you got to kind of say That's, it that's already yeah. been the
2: case, though. If you get two challenges right, you get that third one anyway. So the game isn't exactly going to be prolonged. What it is doing is they're actually saying, look, human error is going to occur. We're going to make sure that we get it right. And I think that's the right thing well, to yeah, do. I
4: mean, like I said, how many, I mean, how many people do always always complain about when you get the right call right well this is your chance we we've bitched and moaned about it enough right Where we're getting it. now we got people on the other side of the pendulum complaining about now the game's going to be longer and blah 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 but it, not everybody's going to win i think right. this only makes the game better
1: and more pure to me especially if it's just post season yeah right. yeah, yeah. it was during the regular season it could prolong but in the postseason, we want to get it right
2: absolutely and For that's sure. that's why they're considering these overtime rules that's why they're you know they're being progressive because they know although football is king although they know that their following is just as strong as it's ever been, if not better, right. the game can still get better. Yeah, like they're going to lose yeah. ratings
4: because of this. Stop right, it. That's right. not going to
2: happen. And I, I'm not expecting all of this to happen overnight. I know that it's going to take years and time for these things to develop because the league is very secure. You know, they they want to make sure that they keep the sanctity as it is. Right. I get that. But at the same time, you have to understand that, that a team, although it was an outlier – what happened to the Saints isn't the the norm. That doesn't happen all the time. Where you get a call that egregious, not called. Plus, man, it's change. Any
4: kind of change to any beloved sport or game is gonna have its haters, right? You know, its naysayers, and it's people. And then there's gonna have its people that are with it. So, I mean, this is just this. I, mean,
2: I expected people to like it, and I expected
4: people. I'm more of to a like
1: fan it. of it postseason, only. for sure. But
2: Absolutely. The, the, only, the only thing I would say to this about, about it being only postseason be all year. is that – well, so. th- But here's the thing. The only reason I would be objective to it only being postseason is because of the fact that what if there's a team fighting for a playoff spot a good point. that doesn't get that That's call good point. Good point. and then they don't get the playoff opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. You know what I mean? Not That's the line. thing That's I a think about. It, though, you know? I mean
4: even we dealt with stuff like that before the rule event existed. Now we got news you know, new
2: problems with the Sure, rules. sure. So this is kind of I'm just is. saying, I think you can nip the bud if you if you make it a universal it's never going to be a perfect game, man. So I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, eventually, I think if they just make it playoffs, you're going to have that team that's, you know, nine and six, that loses that final game and doesn't make the playoffs, and
1: then they bitch about it. But whoever complains about pace of play? I mean, you guys, you right. know, I maybe mean, you're at a sports bar watching games. Do you yeah, care? Right. I have right. never met a person leaving a Royals game say, Oh my god, this thing was three hours and fifteen minutes. Right. No, because <laughs> they had fun drinking beer, they drove from Omaha, they drove from Wichita. Yeah. Who cares if it's who's three? Hours crying about 10 an extra, who's crying about an extra 30 minutes of football? Right. Major League Baseball <laughs> made mean, more money last year than they ever have, but yet we want to keep changing right. the rules and the change pitch the clock idea. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I'm then know, we're getting this rule in baseball, which is if hit the pitcher comes in, at the face three batters right unless it's the end of inning. this stuff is stupid
2: it is man they're trying to reinvent a wheel that isn't broken no, that's just, the thing man
1: if it ain't broke don't fix it's it right. exactly yeah, right it's never, so that's never
4: kept people from going to the park
2: man so i mean yeah. and eddie i didn't get your thoughts on this necessarily but uh, what, what is your take on this do you agree with us do you think
0: this i is- I, I, I agree with you guys uh 100 I, I i mean you're still only getting two two uh two challenges throughout the game you know what i mean you still have to pick and choose what place you want to what, what, what you want to challenge those right. final two minutes exactly. which is fine yeah. exactly but so you you have to you, at the end of the day you have to pick and choose your battles at the end exactly of the day. so i mean i agree with the rule I, I think it's time for a change and i think it, it's only for the better we're here in the
2: casey Co. studios recording with our guest our guest tonight and the modern man supply company guest seats
1: one jay binkley which i love casey beard company by the way thank you brother i really Keeps appreciate it smooth least love it it smells good i, I complimented <laughs> the beard before the you show. you got a better beard than me <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i had mine trimmed up you know i'm in a single scene now so.
4: Put a little bit of the
2: butter in the chest here. you know what i mean yeah well uh, we're we're really glad to have you here man because like i said we, we just started the show up about a month and a half ago and uh one of my main targets was to get you on the show because uh, like i said we want to talk football primarily on this show and and who better to have on here? So, uh, I
1: tell you, my ex wife called me two minutes before show.
2: show. Oh, I married no.
1: 17 years and said I want a divorce. She could have told me on the weekend, but she told me <laughs> two minutes before the <laughs> show. She wait Not for your girl. show, man. No, she waited two minutes for the show. That's right? a savage, man. That was grab a savage. That's savage, man. I Light know. goes on, <laughs> you got to forget about yeah, it. Yes, you
2: yeah. prepped So, though.
1: then so afterwards, <laughs> I can get back. You
2: bad. brought it up. So, how did you handle that?
1: <laughs> Not very well. Okay, I, I would imagine. It hey, not make you stronger, back. man. Like, make my commercial gun. breaks, I called and said, what? Why, Why didn't you just tell me in person? But anyway, it's a separate story. But anyway. <laughs> I kind of feel like we need to just go down that round. Single and down. ready to mingle, That's fellas. kind of the
2: most heartbreaking story I've ever heard in my that life. That was very man. sad, very sad. <laughs> give, give me hope.
1: Bink, you I know get, what? I get over I need, We need to get Bink, bink another beer, man. No, right.
2: Well, getting back to the football side of yeah, this. um you you No, you're, you're fine.
1: Bro. I need an instant replay. Keep it coming, bro. Throwing she would have got flagged for that shit, too. A, a that was there. not a non call, trust me. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> so it's here a we are. We, <laughs> we, got the, we got the announcement a few days ago uh, from one Robert Gronkowski, uh the Patriots tight end, longtime Patriots tight end, that he is uh allegedly hanging it up. Now there has been speculation whether he'll come back mid season, playoffs, whatever the case is. But we're right now drama all year. Oh with yeah, this one. oh yeah, all year long. We're gonna hear this. We're gonna hear this shit all year long. So but what we know now is that he's he's retired. And the obvious, the first thing that is brought up is, is Gronkowski the greatest tight end of all time? And I know you guys have talked about it on your shows. I don't know your thoughts entirely about this, but that has been the antithesis of the entire conversation is what is, where does Rob Gronkowski rank amongst all time tight ends? And I took it upon myself because my birthday week was birthday weekend was this last weekend and I had nothing but time. So I did some numbers. I crunched it all up and, naturally of course i'm going to compare him to our tight end here travis kelsey who i do think is the predominant best tight end in football the most complete tight end in football um and i and i just i brought it up to the fact of comparison between the two because i felt that was the the most accurate way i could uh, compare gronk's career to other greats is by a current great we're talking all time right we're talking all time okay so what i did is i looked at some numbers guys and Uh, Gronk's career highs came in 2011. He was an absolute beast that season. He played all 16 games, had 90 receptions for 1,327 yards and 17 touchdowns. That is an insanely great season for a wide receiver, let alone a tight end. Oh, for sure. Okay. But after that, his other eight seasons, he only averaged 12 starts, 54 catches, 817 yards and eight touchdowns. So that's a, that's like a Delaney Walker type player. That's a good player. That's not the best tight end in football type player. Whereas in 2018, Travis Kelsey had 16 starts, 103 catches, 1,336 yards, 10 touchdowns. His other four seasons, he averaged 16 starts. 77 receptions 975 yards and six touchdowns right so although his his touchdown numbers weren't as as much as gronks on a normal basis he also didn't have an all-time great quarterback throwing his <laughs> way either right so that kind of right. benefits <laughs> so it goes further though since 2014 rob gronkowski 65 total games 295 receptions 4606 yards 37 touchdowns travis kelsey and that same span 79 games that is 14 more games 410 receptions, 5,236 yards, 32 touchdowns. Mm. Gronk is four months he's and twenty good. Gronk is four months and 21 days older than Kelsey. Yet Gronk peaked seven seasons ago, while Kelsey just had his career season. They literally went in opposite directions well, in their career. Finally,
4: got somebody that can throw 13 yards down the field to him.
2: There we go. Yeah. Gronk played four more seasons than Kelsey, yet has only played 35 more games. That's another thing about his durability. Right. That's, that's just under that's nine games a season in that span. This is this is what ultimately, in my opinion, separates the two. That Kelsey hasn't missed a game due to injury since his rookie season in 2013. We had the knee injury. Yep. Gronk has missed at least one game in every season since 2012. In a nutshell, Gronk isn't the goat in my eyes because he's not even the best tight end of his era. He now, can. Bink, you might disagree with me on this, but my point in this is. For me, 90% of what makes a player is his durability and his availability. Yeah, I uh, agree with
1: that, too. Yeah. 100% with you. And also, Gronk had, or uh, Kelsey had three years straight of 1,000 yards. Right. That hasn't yes. been done by tight ends. Exactly. Three straight years right. of 1,000 yards. Gronk never did. He had two years. And then he had another year. So he's had three well, years of 1,000 Well, he would have the 1,
4: record yards. for most yards this year. Yeah. Kittle's ass wouldn't have. <laughs> 30 <laughs> minutes
1: later. Off Dude, last that was yeah, but, but you said the number one thing right there. He played with Tom Brady. Right. Kelsey's played with a host of quarterbacks, including Alex Smith. Alex right. Smith loves tight ends. I get that. He throws the tight ends. Uh, he made Vernon Davis's career in San Francisco. Sure. Great years. But Kelsey's best years are to come with oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes. It's going to be much different. It's not. Like, it's going to extend his career as well. And, and Kelsey's touchdown productions become up. For some reason, he wasn't at the red zone target with this team, which he should right. have been. But right. Gronk was the red zone target for yep. the Patriots because they didn't have that guy exactly. with that size. The Chiefs have always had bigger receivers. And hell, that for one year with Alex Smith, they didn't have a what? White receiver 2014. With yeah, Mo, yeah.
2: ironically, he didn't the playoffs that year, too. So, I'm with <laughs> you on that.
1: And, and keep in mind, what wouldn't Tom Brady like his 11th year before Gronk even started exactly. playing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand Gronk uh, has the rings, uh, he's been influential with Tom Brady, and to me, he might be the only guy in the Hall of Fame offensive skill position with Tom Brady that won a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, right now,
1: Randy Moss. Is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he should have. Oh, but he didn't win a Super Bowl right, right, oh seven with Tom Brady. It's That's pretty impressive when you don't have Hall of Fame players. Look at the Steelers with Bradshaw and John. They were great. Yeah. Franco Harris, you name it. But Kelsey has a chance to be the, a better tight end than Robert Gronkowski. In my opinion, uh, Tony Gonzalez yep. is a better tight end. Rubber, rubber yeah, we haven't
2: rubble. really we really talked about Tony G hey. since he told oh, us that Atlanta was the place <laughs> that, that made his career. But well, Still my which is which
1: time. sucks, and they have him in the Hall of Fame game. Falcons fans aren't going to go. Listen, the, it's such a transplant city; they're not going to have the people. Oh, no. The Chiefs should have been in that game, yeah, because yes. Johnny Robinson's in there. Ty Law played yeah. with the Chiefs, and then Tony Gonzalez. But I understand. Because they couldn't have played the Broncos. You're not going to play the Broncos three straight games no. or three straight times in a season. So I get it. So it sets the Chiefs up for the Patriots in week one. I love right? it, man. It's TVA oh, for that it, Sunday man. Night yeah. but yeah. I, see, I love that.
2: But going back to the grunt point, you know, yeah. you can talk about the rings part. Because on our Facebook page, The Spoken, I had posted these same facts. And I got a lot of pushback on this. Because they said, well, he was dominant when he was healthy. And I'm not debating that. Right, but He was dominant. He's the, he is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. It's not even close because he was productive as hell Efficient. when he was healthy. As but healthy. that's the problem. The man missed 20% of his right. career. He didn't even make it to 10 seasons of a career. And this is the thing. Games missed due to injury. Tony Gonzalez played 17 seasons, missed one game to injury. Antonio Gates played 16 seasons, missed 21 games, but 16 of them came in one season. Yeah. Jason Witten in 15 seasons missed one game, and it was his rookie year. Shannon Sharp in fourteen seasons missed twenty games. Gronk in nine seasons, twenty nine games.
4: He missed full seasons. That's the,
2: in sixty two combined seasons, fifty three more than Gronk. The other top five all time tight ends only missed fourteen more games.
4: Yeah. yeah, that's that's to me. That's why he can't be the. They goal. won it's a not,
2: Super Bowl can't. in twenty sixteen without him when he missed every game from week thirteen on. Right. I mean, how do? It's not even a debate to me, guys. Travis Kelsey was putting up comparable numbers and played more games with a much inferior quarterback. A guy that couldn't throw a touchdown to a wide receiver in 2014—that was his quarterback. We have Tom Brady throwing 50 touchdowns in 2007 before Gronk was drafted.
4: Well, it's like saying it's like going to basketball. It's like saying what T Mac could have been, right? If he wasn't dealing with back spasms and bad knees, you know, he he was he was Kobe just a little bit bigger. You know, he could have won more championships. He was still still in his prime when he started dealing with issues. It's similar to that with me. And the tight end position
1: is a bit overrated. Tony Gonzalez won one playoff game.
4: Well, I, was I, always, was I, always I looked only a handful of really good tight ends. I'm
2: telling you, this. I spent my entire birthday it's looking this stuff now. up. Shannon Sharp <laughs> made a difference. Yes, yes, he did. See, sure this, sure this sure. is actually. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up, guys. Because before 2000, that was the first year, his fourth season. Tony G's fourth season yeah. right. had first 1,000 yard season in 2000. That's when I right? started
4: transitioning. Okay. to tight ends before up. the 2000
2: season. You know how many? You know how many tight ends had a thousand yards? What? Nine. Yeah, and seven of them were from Ozzie Newsome. Mike Ditka and Shannon Sharpe. It was yeah, it was an anomaly. So three of the greatest tight ends of all time compiled seven of those. Mini Ditka,
1: full size Ditka.
2: D- yeah, what you say? Full-size or
1: full size Ditka.
2: Full size Ditka. Yeah, exactly. Mini
1: Ditka would probably would have put up a thousand yards. I-
2: exactly. That's that's my whole point. So right. so the the tight end position revolutionized, and Rob Gronk has like I said, it was was super productive when he was healthy. But right. when you miss twenty percent of your career and you did not even play a full decade, yeah. I cannot put you at the top of the mountain at your position. You're not even the best of your era. Because if you put Travis Kelsey with the Patriots, and I hate to play that game sometimes, but it's I think it's fair in this moment. You put him in the Travis, you put Travis Kelsey in that New England system. I do believe Travis Kelsey puts up better numbers oh, than Gronkowski because oh, he's more of an athlete. No, he's no, healthier. No, no. And yeah, if he, you put Rob Gronkowski, if let's say he got drafted by the Bengals or the right, Titans, yeah. he
1: becomes Delaney Walker. Look at that element if he was. I yeah.
4: exactly. imagine Tom Brady, imagine Tom Brady having a tight end he could throw a bubble screen pass to and take it at 70 yards to the house. Right. Gronk doesn't do that kind of stuff. That's, That's stuff that Travis Kelsey can do. He's a big receiver. I mean, Gronk is the big body that's going to go up and get those those 50 balls. Travis Kelsey can do that too, and some and hurdle and hurdle dudes, right? And jump from the ten yard line into the end zone.
2: So it's, so it's, far in this show, we've already agreed that the weather sucks, that uh, the passenger the passenger <laughs> rule is great, and that Gronk's not the goat. I, this yeah. this show's starting off hot. I'm already loving that's this stuff. So we're gonna come it's back after these hot. messages, guys. Um, the next topic we're gonna bring up. And I'm really curious to hear about uh, what Binkley thinks on this one about the Pats dynasty. Is this the final thread in their dynasty? We'll get to that after this. Located in the historic Westport District, Modern Man Supply Company is your Kansas City's new home for men's retail. From apparel to pomade and home goods to beard care, they offer a wide range of men's products from independent companies from around the world. Follow them at Modern Man Supply Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and we are back on the spoken podcast i'm your host lance twidwell here with my guys eddie ortiz and trevor twidwell hello and of course in the modern man supply company guest seat we have our guy 610's own jay
1: binkley oh it's the guest seat it's the guest seat man. but you're
2: you're always family here brother don't worry (laughs)
1: is it kind of (laughs) a throne it's kind of the game of thrones this is cool
0: (laughs) and we also brought you a chair. Yeah, chair, yeah. this is the first <laughs> night it's ever been here. I didn't yeah. stand. I, if you notice I have a pad
2: under my chair, that's because at the end of this, you get flat ass. <laughs> you, like you get the fancy microphone. Ass. <laughs> we brought new microphone. chairs in, yes, we got new chairs in here so you are yeah. on the iron throne tonight. So, yeah. um yes, yeah, so we're going to get right into it guys. Let's talk Actually, a little bit about Actually, I'm
1: on the throne. I'm doing your show from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the scene. It's Like Cody yeah,
2: Tap out kidding. there doing his royals <laughs> Insighting stuff. <laughs> <Early> shitting. <laughs>
1: no shit. So
2: I'm talking about Gronk. If you hear a flush, it's courtesy, you know what I mean? So the Pats, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, everybody Got knows them that- as the evil empire. They have ran oh, they, they have are. ran the NFL for 18, 19 years now. <decks> and it's it's so tiring, but at the same time, you have to tip your cap because this team has won and won and won. Now they have cheated. There's no de- debate de- debate about it. Yeah, that's all, folks. <laughs> There's no debate about it. But here's the thing holes,
1: you're trying, though,
2: right? <laughs> right. So that's the thing is that we have to admire what they've done, but we all do know that everything does come to an end, and we do know that the Patriots eventually are going to end. And when I say the Patriots, I mean the dynasty
1: of the Patriots. I thought they were going to end this year. Doesn't feel like it. they should. I thought they were going to end this year. There was, you know, should've. Belichick's upset with Tom Brady's little personal trainer and right. won't look good. Guys, I saw so much friction. Brady didn't even show up to OTAs. Right, he's over the first time in so his it. career, and yeah. I was like, all right, there's some friction because every good thing comes to an end. I just hoping this year was the end, yeah man. Not, it I think been. we're close, though, hey, fellas. Close. I think it was we're close. close. With this it was stuff, close. I think it was we're close, close. guys. Yeah, I think we're close. close. We, yeah, yeah. we played like crap and still took in to overtime. Right? I mean, she's played like crap. We yeah. dominated time possession. Went Forty an entire, entire to 20. half, twenty an entire half without scoring a single point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm One with more you. Stop, right? So this is and this is where
2: this is where we're at though because. I think that as every year goes on, because like Bink just said, he thought it was over. I thought it was over as well. I had them making the playoffs, but I had the Chiefs, or I had the Steelers actually making out of the AFC last year, which is a horrible pick. Yes, now looking I, at I it, had the same pick. Remember
1: when the Chiefs kicked yeah. their ass back in 2014 <laughs> and they were saying, uh, should, you, should you change quarterbacks yeah. and, and build the <laughs> uh, Cincinnati? Yeah,
2: Trendel Trendilfer said himself, he goes, uh uh they're just not good anymore. That was five years ago and they've won three Super Bowl or they've been to three Super Bowls in that span. Fuck yeah. them. And we
1: kept <laughs> beating Super Bowl champions during the regular season. Right, right. And that's that's <laughs> the thing.
2: So so now like as every like I said, as every year progresses, it gets closer, and closer to that time, and we do know it's coming. Yeah, Tom Brady's gonna be 40. Yeah, Tom Brady's gonna be 42. Yeah, unless
1: he's a robot he's go <laughs> or he sold his yeah, soul to some sort of I'm 55, 55. still
2: throwing touchdowns. You know, he said he wants to play till he's 45. It's him. probably gonna happen unless
1: he just totally breaks down. Unless Giselle makes him stop. That, she keeps trying to make him retire right. every she's, year. She's
2: the real bread
4: maker, so
1: she makes him vacuum too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard know, about like, that. That sucks. Really? Uggs. I didn't know that. He had a moat in front of his house and he sold that house. He had a moat. Yeah. Would you like a moat? I'd love a moat. I would, lo- I would put some on, sharks. I almost have one with all the flooding that's going on. I should get a <laughs> moat. Tom Brady's
2: moat. <laughs> she tries
1: to get him retired all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a supermodel. She yeah. makes more money than he is. Yeah. Huh? you think he'd listen at some point. Stiles. So
2: that's the question I want to ask you guys, though. I mean, well, here we are in 2019 now. They just won another Super Bowl. Gronkowski's retired. Tom Brady's another year older. Yeah. The whole Robert Kraft situation. We don't know how much longer Belichick's going to coach, although he's still sharp as hell. Is it, is this it? Is it over or Uh, do they have another year in them being? What what do you guys think? It it
1: depends. They missed out on Jared Cook. I think that would have been huge for him. I think they really wanted him. And that was kind of the holdup on him signing with the Saints. But, but here's the the old debate because I think this is going to be a barstool debate for years. Was it Billichick or Brady? And I'll be honest with you, I think this postseason was Billichick. Yeah. And there's other years I think Brady Brady had some nice games, but as Billichick's defense, I mean, he's 30th in sacks in the NFL, they had an 8 to 1 sack to getting sacked ratio, they found a way to get to the quarterback, and they couldn't do it all year, but they found a way. Brennan Daly was huge. He's yeah. with the Chiefs now as the line coach. Man. But this year was about Belichick, yeah. and I wonder if either yeah. one of them wants to take the challenge of playing without the other. Now, Belichick played without Brady point. one year and went 11-5. and five. Didn't make the postseason was ridiculous, but winning 11 games. Yeah. But Brady's not going to play without Belichick. Now, Belichick will probably, if he wants to, coach without him. If he had Jimmy G, which I think he wanted to keep Jimmy G, oh, he, it would have been yeah, much different. Yeah, but Brady and, and Garoppolo didn't really see eye to eye, and he was kind of not like out. Well, he was direct Limo. competition. He wasn't he was ready, ready, man. He, he wasn't ready. He was yeah. an ass to him, just yeah, like right, Rogers right. was with far – For sure, the way uh, Flacco basically was more Jackson. Um, I am curious though—is it Billichick or Brady? And I think it'll be the age-long discussion. But I think they walk out together. Okay. I do,
0: and I was thinking the same thing. Oh, oh, I, no. I I think. If either Brady or uh, Belichick were to leave, I think the other one walks with him. I don't think they want to take that challenge to be on their own.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You, I you don't want to be the guy. All of a sudden, Belichick goes five and eleven without him. Yeah, right. and then everybody's sitting. There going, oh, it's Brady. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, I don't.
1: I think their egos will get too involved. Personally, I thought both of them would have retired after that Eagles game. Had they beat yeah. the Eagles in the Super Bowl, Losing they didn't. The and they win this one. And they didn't. And they didn't do it. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't think they want to coach without each other because you're taking a chance there on history of being known as was it Brady or Belichick?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I hate this conversation. <laughs> I, I really do. I hate talking about whether they're going to end or not. I hate trying to guess. It just drives me nuts. I hope this is it. I mean, I've had this conversation, it feels like, for a decade now. Um, but I just don't, I mean, I think it, I mean it began and I think it's gonna end with Tom Brady. I think when Tom Brady goes, I think Belichick, I don't know, if Belichick's gonna hang it up. I know he's an older guy, but I, he's the mastermind behind it all. But I think Tom Brady's the glue. Um, because like you said, we've seen them have success with with well, if they're winning
1: Super Bowls, they're not going right. anywhere. But if they yeah. lose in the first doesn't round, doesn't matter if it's ugly, doesn't matter like that. Thinking. Super bowl was ugly. It doesn't but matter if you win if the ugly. Super Bowl, you right. still go. It
4: does not matter. I riding off in the sunset, the other sounds beautiful. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I I think Belichick's gonna keep coaching. Even when Tom Brady's gone, whether it's with the Patriots or not, I don't see him go anywhere else. But I don't know, man. I don't know if this is the end. Gronk losing Gronk, and then this craft drama—it feels like it's the end. But I feel like they always find a way to build it back together. And whether they suck the first half of the, the majority of the year, they're mediocre the majority of the year, and then postseason comes and they find this—you know—this groove, and then they get it going. But I don't know. I well, don't know if this is the end, man. It feels like it, but i, I just don't want to get. My did
1: heart you done. see that shit that Belichick pulled with McVeigh?
2: Oh, dude, total mind fuck.
1: I mean, he, oh, he started oh, wow. texting yeah, yeah, yeah. him after yeah. the Vikings oh, game this year. Like, hey bro, good game. It's it's, it's, beautiful. <laughs> Bilicek, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's beautiful. Seriously, Billichick's in there going, right, who's my biggest threat in the Super it's Bowl? Okay. man. It's the Rams are saying, Well, Peyton wouldn't Sean Payton wouldn't give me anything. Yeah. He's like, okay, McVay. And then they became BFFs. And then McVay is loving it. I don't yeah. know if you've heard the audio. I don't heard know if you've he's... heard the audio before the game of like oh, the best ever. Had I'm him. a fanboy, yeah. and if I would have known he would have said that before the game, it oh, would have been old. all on the Patriots yeah. because that game was over yeah. when he started kissing his ass before yeah. that game. You just don't do that. Even
4: Goff was kissing
1: Tom Brady's ass. But too. I think during yeah. the year McVeigh told him exactly what they're doing yeah. and how they're doing it because <laughs> he respects Belichick, and Belichick's just like, okay, he's going through his text messages. <laughs> like, well, McVeigh told me this. He told me that he played his ass. Oh, he did. He did. And he's been a, in it too long. A team
2: like that was averaging over thirty-two points a game scores three points and and in a Super Bowl. Long. Yeah, look at
1: look at yeah. two six and and uh, two six and and uh, what? No one, two, and six highest scoring offense in the NFL managed yeah. ten points in the first half. That's incredible against Belichick huh. and Reid's not giving him anything. No, no. So but I, I, dumb enough. To do I'll
2: it. tell you guys this. Right. I. I The Gronkowski thing was what I was really hinging upon because although they did win a Super Bowl without him in 2016, although they did, you do look at the offense and their fluidity with and without him. It is a significant difference, especially as Brady ages. If Brady was like 34, 35, I would say no. It's not going to cost them. But you saw how bad at times Brady looked in the playoffs. In the Super Bowl, he was horrible. He had one great throw in that game, and it was too ironically Gronkowski at the end of the right. game that put him in position.
1: Which Gronk was a blocker all year. Absolutely, he totally yes. changed yeah. his role. Right. What he really needs
2: right. is Edelman and two running backs to throw the ball. The and team. that's the thing. And so I think that I think this is finally. I think I'm going to come out and say it. I think this is finally the year, like you said, where the, you know they get a first round game and they lose it. I think that's. And I know Bill Belichick <laughs> is the goat. He is the greatest head coach I've ever seen in football. I don't know. And I think he will get them further than they should be because yes. I think that you're seeing Brady finally physically breaking down. He's, they're going to have home pro- field. Yeah, he Because Their fans
1: are Kansas fans. If not in the Final Four, they think they suck. Exactly. Right. If the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl, their fans. It's a standard
2: hit. you set when you're a championship franchise. For sure. Like and so, fans as well. It, yes. To, yeah. and so, so I understand why fans are going to expect them. And I think they're going to be a playoff team, no doubt. And they do have 10 picks in this draft. Right. So for all they know, we know they could trade up and get themselves a quarterback Good tight end. and have twelve a tight picks. Twelve picks. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Actually, yeah. from the compensatory oh, picks, which they, was, won't,
1: right. they won't. They won't. They, yeah, no, they, they, they won't keep see getting, They keep getting comp picks. Right. They just got more this year. They're gonna. It's round. genius. It's genius. And so they're it's gonna. Been I been think, been think been they're, been they're gonna probably bad. trade Why up. Why do get people a trade tw- him? I don't get it. Off the trap, man. But if Belichick calls you, hang up. Yeah, it happens. Good players will come to the seriously. Exactly. It's like a sales call. What? <laughs> I'm busy. Who are you? You hang up.
2: Yeah, so I I think I think that this is the the end towards the end of what we've known them to be. I think they could still definitely be a playoff team, but if you look at this, look at the situation. Like you said, the Chiefs should have won the game. They played like absolute shit in the first half, and they still managed to make that an overtime game where they dominated
1: first downs, time of possession. Oh my god, it was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's because of the. Let's be honest, though. Although I want to give the Patriots their due credit, let's be honest here. McVay fucked up by letting Bilichek run his mind like he did. Oh let him let him be a puppet master. And yes, two, Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton literally. Bob Sutton D four did cost the Chiefs that game. I know they didn't score a point in the first half, but they were the first team in NFL history to lose a conference game at home while scoring thirty one points.
1: And I don't have the numbers in front of me. But what what did uh, Kareem Hunt do against the Patriots? Two times. He averaged over one hundred. It was like 200 yeah. 200 yards yards, yards. 200 two hundred yards rushing, five touch or four touchdowns, and two hundred yards receiving. Right. Damian Williams had a good game, but Kareem Hunt destroyed them. Yes.
4: And that, and that all comes back to Andy Reid. Andy Reid just knows how to play. Him and Belichick both know how to play chess with each yeah. other so well.
1: Did Belichick get that tape out?
4: I think you rolled it out, man. I
2: do, and I'll give let's give let's check let's give Bill check some credit here. Let's give he, Bill check some credit here. I think you just said it. You just like, said he, it. He he had <laughs> I, had thirty. I they had 30 yeah, you know, I actually, I actually do believe in that conspiracy. I do Team think. I <laughs> do think the Patriots. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying it was Bilicek, a little. It was a little It was a little coincidental. It was a little coincidental. Let's be honest. that time, the timing was pretty impeccable. But I'll give Bill check some credit here because of the fact it's praised to his defense or praised to his defensive. Prowess that's as funny. a head coach.
1: Yeah, where you won a playoff game in Cleveland. Right. People Genius. forget this. People yeah. thought he failed in Cleveland. No, Cleveland failed him. Yeah.
2: People yeah. Cleveland failed him. Let's be honest. Right. But I'm and gonna get to, dumb
1: for not having. Him I'm there. gonna get to that in a second. That could be, I, be the biggest dynasty I, you've ever I have seen. a
2: right. I have a hot take with the Browns on that one for a second, but but uh believe it or not, <laughs> but, but here, here we go. Here we go, here we go. 30th and pass defense, you said a pass rush last year. For the it was Patriots. something like this. So it was horrible, they were horrible. And the casual fan couldn't
1: name you three defenders on their defense,
2: but in that game, in the first half against the Chiefs, you couldn't have told who had the better pass, pass rush. Know. It, that's Belichick.
1: It, it's what you do in the regular season, the postseason. We've seen Madison Bumgarner, the pitcher. He's okay in the regular post season, postseason. Locks in. out. Yeah, it, there's just something about playing in the postseason that brings out the best. It's in his people. preparation, man. It's preparation, and that's the thing with Belichick. Like I don't like if Brady or if Bilicek faces Andy Reid with one week of preparation. Yeah, but I think Andy Reid can match him if he's got a off season oh, I've seen like that. he did. <clears throat> Sure. Yeah, earlier. We're one of the only few teams that've blown them out. I think if you have time to plan against them for a whole offseason, you can work it. But week yeah. to week, no.
2: Yeah. So I, I, I give it. I give them this year. I think that they'll be a good team. I don't expect them, and it's so early. We don't know what they're going to do. The That's draft why I picks. Hate these conversations. Yeah, but, but I'm saying as it currently stands, yeah. I think that this we are at that edge. They're a pain in the ass. And, and let me ask you. I'm not trying to get all you know Skip Baylessy on you guys, but what would happen if let's say yeah. the, let's say the Patriots have a down year. And Brady decides to retire. Belichick's not done coaching, but he knows the Patriots are done. Freddie Kitchen fails in Cleveland. Oh, don't do it. What if
1: Belichick said, I want to go clinching
2: Cleveland oh. again? Oh. Well, what would happen? Think about sounds that. Sounds like a
1: good movie. <laughs> He'd win like five rings with Mayfield.
2: <laughs> That's what, what Maybe I see, Bill Snyder's so age. It doesn't sound too crazy to think that something like that. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying. It, can be it would DC. be so poetic. It, be DC. it would be so poetic if he said, "I'm going back to Cleveland, and we're going to steer the ship the way I wanted to. We have unfinished business there, oh, and man. they have their first franchise quarterback. in how many years? Oh,
1: that no, I don't think on. he'd leave Robert Kraft unless he oh. keeps going there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless Southwest he farther. knew that it's yeah, becoming a wasteland. Unless
2: he knew that New England's becoming a wasteland.
1: My question is: is, is Robert Kraft cesspool, fly on that 757? The Patriots have like a personal plane. Yeah. Did he use yeah. that to fly back to Kansas City? That's my question. <laughs> man. <laughs>
3: Because that was question. the day.
1: That was the day of the damn. He's right. holding the Lamar Hunt Trophy after. Yeah, yeah he's that, at the massage for that If that's not an insult <laughs> to Chiefs fans, I don't. This guy is holding your trophy. Yeah. After doing God knows what at the massage Get parlor. A BJ. That, that should that piss you off. That should tubs. piss every Chiefs fan off, Lance. I'm not kidding. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. 100%. He's holding your trophy named after your order. They had to sanitize that thing after, moist man. moist hands. God. After the uh, – <laughs> After his Jupiter – What would they call it? Something of Asia massage the... parlor. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods lived like five
2: minutes from there, so uh, I thought like naturally they owns were owns hanging it. out together. Orchids of Asia. Or... Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what it was. So, yeah, I, I just think – I think that this franchise has been a mess, but it's been covered up because of the winning – just like the Steelers, they're a complete mess, but they've won so many games and they've won Super Bowls, so people overlook it. I think that that is has finally – it's already caught up to the Steelers. Yeah. And it's going to – I think it's eventually going to catch up to the Patriots because no one comes out unscathed in things like this. Eventually your number is coming up, and I think the Patriots is coming up. I think at the turn of the tide is finally happening where we have the Chiefs, you have the Browns, you have these – even the Texans, I'll throw them in there. the Colts for right now. You have these new quarterbacks and new teams no. that are coming about, and I think that's what's happening. No. You did see it last year. Yeah. The Chiefs should have won that game. We, I was, we were there. We were I, I don't know if you were we there or not, Jay. Team, were you? At, so. Were you at
1: Arrowhead? No, I was okay. uh, back doing.
2: Uh, we, we were hundred feet from Tom over. Brady when I that. I couldn't feel my feet that yeah. game.
1: Oh, oh dude, yeah. it was horrible. It was we thought the bad game
2: bad. was over when they got the interception. Yes. D 4 was oh, fucking offsides. I was my father, all drunk. Yeah,
4: yeah, like, it was amazing.
2: It was right. our first game together as a family in how many years? Like it was so poetic. It should have happened. We got robbed. So I, although I give Bill credit for scheming up a great defensive plan. The Chiefs should have won that game, and I think the Patriots dynasty, we wouldn't even have this conversation right now if they would have just executed right, and Dee Ford wouldn't have been offsides, and Bob Sutton decided to adjust his defense one damn time. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't that know
1: that, that. was so important about the Dolphins beating the Patriots. The no game. shit, easily, man. This game easily could have been in Foxborough, which it's I think now. could be a different deal, but the, the yeah. tides turn in this league. Uh, the Colts and the Browns, in my opinion, are the teams to beat. The Steelers are the, chief, the team the Chiefs have modeled themselves after, but when the Bell and Brown, they've never had drama, mm. and they have drama. And the Steelers are coming back to the pack, and now it's the Colts. Chris Ballard had $102 million to spend more money than anybody in the cap. Right. And they go out and get Justin Houston. They haven't spent much money. No, right? they haven't. They're a sleeping giant. They they rebuilt their offensive line, drafted Quentin Nelson sixth overall, Best Braden Smith from a late to south in the second round. They went from the most sacks to the fewest sacks in yep. one year. He knows what he's doing. And what's funny is <clears throat> the balance of power in the AFC is run by people that were in the Chiefs organization. Yes, John Dorsey, Chris yep. Ballard, Brett Beach. This is the new wave. I thought Jacksonville was going to take that step, but obviously they took two steps back this year. But I think the Browns and the Colts are for real, and I think eventually. And the Texans. I don't think they're going anywhere. And people keep wanting Jadavian Clowney, and I'm sitting there going, why would the Texans trade Jadavian Clowney? They have a franchise quarterback, and why would they want to make the Chiefs better? They know the Chiefs are missing something like Jadavian Clowney. Why would the Texans – Want to trade him to Kansas City knowing this is what Kansas yeah. City needs. They won the division last year. They have a franchise quarterback. Why would they want to give Clowney a and And we Chief? just got Matthew.
2: Mink, this is exactly what I said on yeah. our show not a week, just a week ago. Yeah. We were talking about trade potential. We're going to talk about it a little bit more tonight because there are some developments that I've heard myself. But I we ha- we had the same thing. Would we? Would I like to have Jadavion Clownins? Of course, I would love to have Jadavion Clownins. Would but is the, the
1: partner willing? The trade. Texans have all the leverage. The right. Steelers didn't want to trade Brown to the Patriots. No, didn't want him going to the Chiefs. No, they're smart. Right. All right, who's good? Who needs this player? If I'm the Texans, why? Like D Ford going to Frisco doesn't hurt the Chiefs because Frisco's not going anywhere. No, yeah, right. And and I mean, it's perfect. Exactly. Right. That's that's the, even Houston, Houston you can't control. Right. But and that
2: and that will that could pay dividends against the Chiefs because the could. fact that he could end up being, playing a very motivated style of football. He was effective last year. He's not the Justin Houston of twenty fourteen. Obviously Who knows how long his house going to hold up. But right. the Chiefs
1: offensive line knows him well from practice. It,
2: that's it a really great point. Matters. And the, and the Chiefs, I think I don't know if it was you or somebody else on 610 that said it. And it was it, I agree with it one hundred percent. The Chiefs know him better than anyone. And if they were willing to say, look, man, we're just going to cut ties with you and things, then that obviously means they know that his time is very yep. short and limited left as far as his effective of effectability in, in the NFL. So as far as and we can move right into that segment, as far as the teams, I, you know, that you guys, I think you'd said that the Colts that you think is the team that I threatens think the are. Chiefs the most for the AFC for the, for the future. Now. Andrew Luck
1: was a lot better than I thought. He could barely throw a pass last summer where everybody kind of laughed like way through a forward pass. He was comeback player of the year. Yeah. I mean, he, he he was solid. That offensive line is no joke what they're doing. And that defense is 11th in the NFL last year. Add Houston, I think, helps it. I think the Colts are the team to watch. It's why it's important for the Chiefs to have a better record than the Colts, get the home field advantage to them. Because I do think they're a team on the rise. Cleveland, they appear to be, but Cleveland only screws up. Yeah. They right. fire their GM, their coach every year. They find a way to screw things up. Odell Beckham, yeah, this is going to be a nice little move for the Cleveland Browns, but yeah. I do feel that they could win a division next year, and I probably will pick the Browns yeah. to win the AFC North.
2: Yeah. Well, Eddie, I mean, who do you, who's your, who's the biggest threat to you in the, for the Chiefs going into this year in the AFC? I'm
0: going to go with the Colts. I think they're, they're just a better team. Uh, that, the, the thing with Cleveland is, uh, it looks great on paper, but we still don't know if they, it, it's all going to come together and right. form this, you know, glorious team with the Colts. We know what we're going to get and we know they can only get better. So I think the biggest threat for the Chiefs are, are are the Colts and that's a serious contender. Like he said, the Chiefs need to get a or have a better record than the Colts, because if they, you don't, you're going to Indianapolis and having to play them at, at their own stadium. You just, your, your priorities have to be, be better than the Colts. Yeah.
4: I mean, obviously it's the Raiders for me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, not really um, I think I think with, I think it's between the Colts and And the Patriots for me mm-hmm. Still, I can't pass on the Patriots Because they play in the cold weather like we do uh, And if Andrew Luck has to come play us In the playoffs, all my money's on us We saw how he played in the cold weather um Granted, he has a great O line.
1: He's splits on the road are ridic- they're really That's bad. What I'm saying it's really true. bad compared right. to home. They're really and we bad. We saw
4: he, he was not the same person no. in that cold weather. He could. He was passes were getting he do down. He was throwing. He was let. He was holding on to the ball too long. Throwing low passes. And just, the
1: splits are ridiculous. Right. Home so being around.
4: a dome player, we've seen it with Stafford as well. Being a guy that put Breeze at times not really breezes is too great. No Breeze is – That's he, true. He's pretty consistent.
1: He slotted well on the road. He's much different than at as home. As he's
4: aged, for sure. But Much different saying, home than road. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it is with being a dome player because you become spoiled. Your body you adapts to that, and you know that temper, you know that that inside environment. Um, so him, I don't know, man. It's hard. I, I think I still have to stay with the Patriots, being that that cutthroats, and then Belichick just always finds a way. They're going to win their division, you know. So I'm not worried about anyone in their division upsetting them. So I think it's going to be really between between the final picks, between the Colts and the Patriots for me it's still the Patriots is the biggest threat to us yep. just because Belichick knows us so well
2: so i i really thought about this all week because this is the question that i wanted to ask and and, and you guys know my rules binky this is going to be the first time you ever hear this from me my rule is always I don't make my predictions until after preseason is over because even when you feel like you know the team, you're one slip away from losing your star receiver, star uh, offensive tackle, whatever the case is, and your season completely changes before the season starts. True. So I, I hold my predictions off, but this, I feel like this was a fair question because you get a sense of what the team's going to be right around the draft time, uh, if healthy. So I started to think like, man, what team – do i think is the biggest threat to the chiefs this year and i wanted you guys to i wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this and i think everything you guys just said made total sense but i actually disagree completely the biggest threat for the chiefs in the afc this year is the chiefs and the reason why that is is because they beat themselves in that patriots game they would be in the super bowl and i feel with 100% certainty they would have won that game you clever bastard I'm, it was. I, I didn't feel like it was being. A, I was like a trick question. Was I this just dreamed you had. This or something? is. I really. I'm not no, saying no, no, this no. <laughs> because. I really believe the Chiefs are the biggest threat to the Chiefs this year. There are a lot of changes going on this year for the Chiefs schematically on the defensive side. A lot of new names. A lot of expectations. You can only get better. That's what we've all been hearing about the defense. If they can just be good, they'll win a Super Bowl. There's a lot of pressure on this team, a young team. Patrick Mahomes has the pressure of an entire city on his back. Even though he just won MVP, I think the pressure is going to be greater on this year than it was the first year of his, as a starter because there are expectations now. Uh, the Chiefs have a lot of expectations on them. Now I think they are the one that will keep uh, that if they're if there's a threat, a single threat, it's them their own selves. That's not a cop out. I truly believe that if the Chiefs don't achieve what they can possibly do, they are the ultimate threat from winning advancing past the AFC championship. Okay, so when you said the Chiefs, do
4: you mean Andy Reid?
2: No, I mean like, in totality.
0: Like,
4: I think because because, a whole? I think I think this is yeah, I think what you're saying makes sense our whole lives. Yes. Because we've had great teams, regular season teams, that have done exactly what you were saying in the playoffs. I'm talking about at this play, regime. See, I'm not. I'm talking about our in the playoffs or in the, our past, our history of is, has done exactly that. We've always played down to our competition. We always fail mm-hmm. in the big moments. That, it, to me, is changing. I'm looking at it in a, the opposite way with Mahomes being the one that's going to change the whole trajectory of our future. Yes. So that's what I'm thinking. At, at, I think I'm, he's going to get, yeah, get us in more dances.
2: Yeah, he's going to get us in more dances. But do we win the dance yeah, competition? That's the question I'm asking.
4: But we have a guy now that we know if the game comes down to it and he has the ball in his hands. We feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never really had. Yeah, we've never been in that position to where we. You but know, even we just saw. Brief. We just
2: saw. We just saw Patrick have a 50 touchdown season and didn't get the ball at the end that's to win saying. the so, game. That's what I'm saying, unless so, that overtime rules change, exactly huh? right. Yeah. Yeah. But the defense yeah. still has to play their part. That's what I'm saying. So does it come down for more coaching for you? Because I, we have the guy now. I would say no yes. If I had to dissect. Right. What I think the ultimate threat is on this team for themselves, it is the coaching. Because right. I broke it down when I went Facebook Live when they announced Spagnolo was the new defensive coordinator. I think he is already clear cut better than alone. Bob Sutton. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he's going to make this defense into a championship caliber defense. Do I hope he? Yes, I right. obviously hope he does. Change is,
3: change is good but right there's
2: now. a lot of change and a lot of uncertainty. So if they don't execute as we expect them to, if we anticipate them to, then I think they are the ultimate threat for the Chiefs being successful. I think they're better than any team in the AFC. And I say that confidently. They are better than the Patriots. They are better than the Browns. They are better than the Colts. They are sure shit better than the Steelers. And I don't even take the Texans seriously. I think they're a good team. But like you alluded to last week on our show, they don't have a complete offense. Their defense isn't elite. It's good, but it's not elite. JJ Watt is injury prone. Yes, there are a lot of problems with a lot of these teams at AFC. I think the Chiefs are the class of the AFC which is why I fully believe they're the only ones that can keep the chiefs from winning. Right. So that's where I, 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 I agree with the Colts thing. What you guys said made total sense, but I think if you line those teams up again, Indy or in arrowhead, the chiefs are going to whoop that ass. Right. I truly believe they whoop that oh, ass yeah. if they play at their best, but will they play their best? That's the question I'm going to ask for the entirety of the season. because It comes
4: down to Andy Reid, man. Yes. That's what came to my mind. I was thinking coach Reed. We've seen this before with him. He's got to get over that hump. Right. You know, he's got to he's got to get his guys prepared defensively, especially. That's why I think Spags coming in here and is being just being having a different voice in the locker room. You know, sometimes it's having a different voice, someone chewing you out,
2: someone getting in your face a little more. Because I think Bob Sutton is honestly, I think he lost the locker room. Yeah, and I think you guys would agree with me, right? right. That if let's say we we're at the dance again next year in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. and the Chiefs lose that game, whether it's an arrowhead or not, more than likely we're all gonna sit here and go, Damn it, the Chiefs lost that opportunity. It isn't going to be, man, that team's just better than them. Right?
1: I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, they screwed up. They screwed up with Bob Sutton. And I think Andy Reid realizes he should have made this change earlier. Matter of fact, head coaches get fired after one year. Bob Sutton should have right. been fired after that Colts meltdown. He certainly should have been fired after that Titans meltdown in the second half, Absolutely. which I thought he wasn't going to be gone. I thought Mahomes was coming in, new defensive coordinator, do different philosophy. I don't think they realized how good Mahomes was going to be. And Bob Sutton became a character of himself. The players didn't respect him. Uh, D four dropped more times in the pass coverage than the eight linebackers. at San Francisco did the entire season. He had twenty more drops in the coverage than all they did combined. And not only that, but the media laughed at him. There was a, there was a press conference where the media laughed at Bob Sutton. And once that happened, I was, I was like, he's done.
2: Wasn't that what Melinger asked, Melinger asked him yeah. a
1: question? Mm-hmm. I, I thought he's done. When the media laughs last that so you're done, he's not tough. He had it broke out a smile. He's not enthusiastic. The Chiefs have missed an Eric bien type on defense. Yep. And now they actually have two guys that will probably be defensive coordinators in the NFL. Brendan Daly, the yeah. line coach that came in at Matt House. Oh, yeah. The linebacker oh, coach. I love that signing. Had the sixth best defense at Kentucky last year in scoring defense. Smart guy. He will be a head coach. He'll be a defensive coordinator, and head coach before. But finally, everybody's been promoted from the offense. But nobody's come to the Chiefs to try to promote from defense. And I think that changes. They needed some toughness. They needed some in-your-face attitude. And that's one thing they've been missing. And Honey Badger, I think, brings that toughness to this team. I think there's other things this team can do to bring toughness. And I think it's in the draft. I think they missed on a free agent that could have brought some toughness in in Montez Perfect, but they didn't go that direction. I understand why. Yeah, Yeah. well, um, Nobody likes Montez Perfect, but I like the toughness. Now we're going to see him twice a year.
2: (laughs) Well, he's going to be seeing us twice a year. But I like the toughness. Well, we're going to actually stick on the defensive side of the ball. When we come back after these messages, we're going to actually talk about potential trade opportunities the Chiefs could be having uh, around the NFL. Who are they talking to? What are we hearing? And we're going to get to that right after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural appeal. Find them online at CommandeerBrand.com or follow them at Common Deer Brand on Instagram or Facebook. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Back at again for the segment three of the Spoken Podcast. I am your host Lance Twidwell here with Eddie Ortiz, yo, yo, yo. Trevor Twidwell, what up? and Jay Motherfucking Binkley, who's here out here with us tonight and the Modern Man Supply Company guest seats here in the Casey Beard Studios. We're really glad to again have him on the show, um, getting his football knowledge, getting his takes on on, on football, even though he gets to. Talk about it on six ten. He decided, you know what? Let me uh, be nice and charitable and come down with these uh, small time guys and peasants. talk a little football with us. Yeah, these hey, little peasants, no small time guys. He the man. <laughs> he, he threw crackers at us when we came in the door. He's like, "What's up, peasants? You know, nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are you?" So, so we ended the last segment on uh, d- the defensive side of the football for the Chiefs. Now. Obviously, we know they made some big moves. Uh, bringing in Tyron Matthew was a big move for the Chiefs. I didn't. I, I said this on our show when it happened that week. Mister Badger. Mister Badger, Honey Badger. Yeah, that's yeah. You you never find your
1: shirt, did you? He takes what he, he wants. No, I couldn't find it. I find have, shirt, I have you? a Honey Badger takes anything he wants. I actually asked <laughs> him that. I said, "Do you take everything you want?" He says, "I do." <laughs> and you can't <laughs> find the shirt. We need to get <laughs> you, know, you another so shirt, awesome, man. Dude. We need
2: to get you another he shirt. With that my ex won't.
1: took it with my pizza cutter. He
2: don't give no shits, man. What but Jesus. That was a big move. And I and I I said it on our show that week when it she happened. She took my pizza cutter. Oh,
1: dude, that
2: we need to, you know, we need to sit here and just talk about this for a second. I ordered a new one. I mean, she took it. I was looking at the cutter. Two minutes before your cutter. show and
1: she takes your pizza cutter. And then she took my pizza cutter. Man, oh, dude. She
2: probably took the honey badger
1: shirt. What my takes dude, what she wants. We need, we need to write,
2: <laughs> Jay. We need to write a song, bro. That's that's what
1: needs to happen. It's I'm like a bullshit. country. So, I'm like a country song backwards this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I'll All depress right. you if you talk to me for now. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So, so that's
2: the next segment. So, the, the, I didn't think Honey Badger was even on our radar because I was 100% certain the Texans were going to keep him no matter what. So, I didn't even, we talked about it. I yeah. did not have him on my list, even though I wanted the dude. Yeah. Then they managed to get him under twenty six million. List,
1: Collins and uh, Thomas.
2: Landon Collins was the well, guy. I wanted. Is, I wanted Adrian Amos. Adrian Amos. Right. I wanted Adrian yeah. Amos big time. I thought I that Landon was, Collins because he yeah, fits with Collins. Spags.
1: He yeah. had his best year with Spags. Yeah, he finished third in NFL Defensive MVP behind Spags. It's a proven no one's had more tackles or passes defended since he's been. In the oh yeah, yeah, you're you're right, man. I, I would have been cool the, with it. Box safety though, yep. but. You but got rid of Barry, so you
2: needed, you needed a box. Yeah, ball. seeing what Washington get, uh, was willing to pay him, I'm really glad the Chiefs didn't spend that kind of money on okay, him. I really am. That. I mean, but considering the what they fits got
1: to what he does, and 26 million guaranteed Badger. for a guy like yeah. him, that's that's awesome. Strong safety, free safety, of the You want to be the play play moving better. from the Texans. that's what I'm that's saying, that's, yeah.
2: yeah. And he played 99 percent right. of the snaps last year. That's un. He played almost every single position against except nose tackle. was a
1: guy in the draft this year reminds me of the Badger, Monty Hooker, Iowa.
2: Oh yeah, you. I heard you mention him. That's actually. So so here we are, guys. Uh, you know They made moves. Alex Okafor, I thought, it was a really solid move. Damian Wilson, uh, Carlos Hyde. I think these are all solid moves. I, I can't disagree with anyone. We broke this down last all week. All defense sure. but one. All defense but one. And the, and the guy they got, like Trevor said, could be a guy that's fighting for that fo- that top spot at the running back position. A guy yeah. that's trying to prove it, 28 years old, on a one-year deal, just wants to play on a good team. That's what he's even said. So yeah. these are good moves. But I, I, we, I think we all can agree that Chiefs are not done. They've opened up so <laughs> no. much cap space that it'd be dumb, stupid for done. Brett Veach. They're, they're going to make
1: another move. Clear. I told people to calm down. They were so pissed that I remember opening the show the night to get the Honey badger. I was like, you guys are mad because Veach does not do anything. You don't think he's doing anything. 20 minutes later, the honey badger Bam, news right. came down. I'm like, you got to wait. Look how long it took Khalil Mack to be treated last year. You got to wait until it's all done. This team is not done. They're focused. They know it's a window for the Super Bowl. Right. This team, Brett Beach and this team is not done. Not done. He's loaded with AMO. First round pick two this year. Uh, First yeah. round pick next year, two second round picks. He's got the AMO to that's do. That's why I wasn't. We got the money. Yep. That's He's why I wasn't down.
2: I was not upset at all with the D four trade because they're never gonna see that that pick.
1: And he was soft. Let's face it. He ran for free. Gore's first yes. year, he was good with his linebacker coach Mike Smith, who's in Green Bay. Yeah. Contract year, he does not set the edge. Wouldn't have been good against the run. 100% in the four percent, agree, man. Houston would have set the edge better
2: than a hundred percent. Agree. That's the thing is that out of five seasons, a you have one, one really good season. I don't buy into you. I'm I'm not spending big money. He, I'm not you. about
1: Lee got two contracts because Ford wasn't ready. Right? John he, Dorsey he had he a, had a knack of drafting yeah. a player. When Brandon Albert was here, he drafted Eric Fisher. Okay, to take his place. Right. Sean Smith, he drafted Marcus Peters. To take his place. He was always one year ahead. <clears throat> D Ford was the one year ahead for Tom Lee. Didn't work out. Tomba gets two more contracts. Right. Which Absolutely. he should have gotten. So he had to.
2: So here we are. Right. This is the this is the question. We all can agree that Brett is not Brett Veach is not done with offseason trades oh, or no. moves. So I want to ask you guys uh, whether it's the names you all have heard or it's a name that you think has not gotten enough attention that the Chiefs should consider trading for. Who are those guys? Binkley, let me start with you, man. Who is the guy that if you had the choice, you're Brett or you're his advisor, who are you trading for right now?
1: If I could, it'd be Clark in Seattle.
2: Frank Clark? Yeah, Frank okay. Clark. Okay.
1: Now, he did have the issues back in Michigan. Okay. But the Chiefs have been willing to move past that. But Frank Clark would be my guy because of how he fits into this defense, how he fits into the scheme. If that's the big splash, that's the one i do. If Seattle would be willing to part with him. But yeah. different conference he might get something out of Pete Carroll. He might be willing to do it. Seahawks have shown this tendency. They're willing to move past. They're in a rebuild mode at this point. That's the guy I'd go for. I, Clowney is a great pipe dream, but again, yeah. can they really get him from the Texans? No.
4: Yeah, Frank Clark is definitely – edge rusher is one I want to get because um, I think there's a lot of good young corners in this draft. More, I like the corners, I think, more than I like the edge rushers and the defensive uh, defensive ends.
1: Especially at 29. Absolutely. I mean, you're not getting anybody. Unless we move up some Jalen Ferguson had a crap pro day. Ja'Kai Polite, terrible absolutely. combine, terrible pro day. But
4: yeah, like maybe like taking a chance on a Ziggy Anza or a Lawrence from, from Dallas. I like both those guys, but I know Lawrence is going to demand a lot of money. Ziggy might be a little cheaper because he's coming off an injury and surgery or whatever. I'm still, i love, I'm a big Ziggy Anza fan. I think he's great when he's 100% healthy. But, yeah, Clark absolutely is my number one guy to get. And if, from there, if we don't go get a defensive end or, or an edge rusher, definitely want to try to get Patrick Peterson.
1: Unless you're trading up, and the only right. one you can really legitimately get is Cleveland Farrell, unless you're going to trade yeah. the rest Patrick of the other guys, Patrick
4: have. They're all shit I uh, don't really uh, know for and sure. And
1: Polite and all these guys, you could probably get them in the second round if you wanted to. And, and here's the thing Chase Winovich is a guy I like from Michigan, such yeah. that edge, and he's been climbing, well, like climbing, Matthews. climbing. His, uh, his, his scouting profile from Lance Erlang, the NFL.com, instead of. He's coach's son. He looks. Oh good. yeah. No, yeah. it's he's got zombie blood pumping. <laughs> yeah. through his oh,
2: bags. I heard that. That's I heard awesome. you say that tonight. Zombie that's
1: blood awesome. pumping through his veins, and I'm telling you,
2: that's a new one. Yeah.
4: He you reminds me. Guy. He
1: reminds me of Clay Matthews, and I think that she still might have to trade up for him Shoot, from 61 me, in the 50s. But give
4: me a young Clay. If you look sure at Jimmy
1: Johnson's trade value chart, I believe a second rounder, give me your 61 and a fifth round pick, would allow you to move up. There's no way in hell Brett Beach drafts eight guys this year. Yeah. Right. No. No.
0: Yeah. I. I <laughs> Uh, my 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 choice would be Patrick Peterson. Uh, I think we should we should go uh, for corner. Uh, if we're gonna trade, uh, we should trade for uh, Patrick Peterson. We can gamble and probably take a head rusher from from the draft. That that would be one of the high picks you can use on that. But I think if if we get Patrick Peterson, you don't have to worry about the backs at all. All you have to worry about in the draft is get your uh, head rusher and possibly get a tight end in there somewhere in there. You know, so my, my, my choice would be Patrick Peterson, in no, all honesty.
1: Yeah. Well, and Dave Merritt, secondary coach, Patrick yeah. Peterson, Arizona. That would True. be a natural. Which,
4: which made me think we were going to get Boston, but that's obviously not going to yeah. happen. I wish we would,
2: but yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm I somebody who's always trying to find new information uh, outside of what you hear on national media. Um, I've been since last season, since uh, October of last year, I was one of the people that really was strong about trading for Patrick Peterson.
1: Fellows, they might need the wide receiver.
2: Yeah, God that's that's something we can definitely it, tackle in a second I mean, because there's a lot of speculation about that, and and yeah, there's, <laughs> they might
1: need that guys.
2: That, that might end up having to happen. I hate to and say and that,
1: but uh, there's there's a, there's some, a
2: there's chance. There's ones. a there's chance. There's some good ones in this draft. Too. But I, but I was talking to somebody that was actually down in the op- uh, at the owners' meetings in Arizona. Somebody that I've trusted for quite a, quite a few years that uh, has been in touch with the league and n- has been nails whenever he's told people Things that have happened, whether it's contract extensions,
1: just give him beard oil. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I'll tell you <laughs> so what I gave. Him later. <laughs> oh man, <Some laughs> beard wax. But uh,
2: <laughs> but, uh, but he 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 didn't he uh, he messaged me. By the way, beard
1: is. beardish. Uh,
2: you know, I've hooked up Junus. Long. Yeah, he's, I know, but his beard's not long. Yeah. I, I was a little upset with him. They trimmed it down so uh, much. Duff it. Duff does that to me too. He's a big supporter of ours, but he just he keeps yeah, cutting yeah, his beard. You but get that back but wait, what I was t- what I was told was there is actual validity to the Patrick Peterson conspiracy. Uh, supposedly the Chiefs have asked about him. Now, the biggest problem is that Patrick Peterson came out last October and said that essentially he wanted to be traded. Then he yeah. quickly reverted from that yeah, and said, yeah. wait, no, 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 I'm loyal, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. <laughs> and I do believe he likes being in Arizona, but Arizona – Nobody's loyal. Exactly. And Arizona knows that they're they're about to get rid of Josh Rosen. They're about to take Kyler Murray, Full so there's no loyalty. Rebuild. This is a new regime. This yeah. isn't Steve Wilkes anymore, which
1: he' was done during Although Arizona met with Bosa tonight and had dinner.
2: That is him. true. That is true. Yeah. I think they're keeping it interesting, but I do think overall Still, Kyler Murray is going to be their quarterback, in my opinion. I've, I've said this for weeks now. I think it's going to happen. But this guy that I, I talked to, again, I trust this dude. I'm not saying he's Ian Rappaport, but he does tell me things, and it's usually come to fruition. He was talking about, and I asked for details. I don't want to just hear that. But he was talking that the Chiefs are actually talking about giving away two picks from this year and next year to the Cardinals for Patrick Peterson and extending him. Because as it currently stands, he's a 28-year-old cornerback, two years, 23 and some change, $23 left on his deal. The Chiefs are talking about giving him a $49 million extension. This is like I said. This is what I'm hearing. I'm not saying this is completely true, but this is what I was Who's told. Your sources. Well, I'm going to leave. I I, I swore to <laughs> secret on that. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I am being that guy right now. Adam Schefter is that who? And, and and this is the
1: only. You reason. tell us or it didn't happen. <laughs> picture I, didn't exactly. happen. I, I'll tell you off air. You're making shit up. I'll, I'll tell you off air. You That doesn't yep. count. But the point <laughs> is, the point
2: is that regardless of it happens or not, I think. He makes so, and Patrick Peterson makes so much sense for this team because he locks up. You got Bashad Breland, you have Shattavia Ward, who's a good young player that is going to get his opportunities against this year, sure. and and you have Kendall Fuller moving back into the slot, which is yep. the number one grade at PFF, is where he should be, yeah. where he should be exactly. Him and Bashad Breland played together, you know, in the past yeah. in Washington. There's a chemistry there. You add an elite lockdown corner that even has returnability that you could utilize still in the prime of his career with only 23 million left on his deal, which is a value. If you look at the market of that position at the top of his position, I think it makes so much sense. And I think that the chiefs have any opportunity to get this guy. You have to take it. And you have to manufacture pass
1: rush. Jones had 15 and a half sacks last year. I think that goes up. With yeah. Spagnuolo, I mean, I don't know if it goes up 15 and a half a lot. I yeah. mean, even if he gets to 17, I mean, it's, but 15 and a half, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, as much Just, as he's going to be blitzing, we're going to be getting to Well, the, the Honey blitz, Badger right. is sixth in quarterback pressures right. since he came in the league.
2: Well, and Big, you know football better than any of us. And I think you would agree with this, that it's more about the scheme and how to get to a quarterback than the names that you have. Because although the Chiefs were great at getting to the quarterback in the regular season, When you went against a scheme that fits and protecting their quarterback, it didn't matter. But the Patriots, despite having a horrible pass rush last year, managed to get to Patrick Mahomes a lot because of
1: their scheme. It's when you do it, and the Chiefs should have had more sacks than what they did. Dropping the pass coverage didn't help them. You had two elite pass rushers, and you didn't use them. You had them drop it in the coverage. But the 4-3 is different. It's one-gap responsibility instead of two-gap, which I think benefits the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe Okafor. Even gets more sacks, and he's around five. You know, maybe he gets a seven or eight. Yeah, right. Honey Badger yeah. gets in there, and uh, I. But building a good secondary, that was their problem. And you know what's a bad part is they tied with Steelers and sacks last year with fifty-two. That usually translates to a good secondary. When you can get to the quarterback, it translates to a good secondary. And for some reason, it did not translate, which is really concerning. The fact that it didn't. It's a big reason why Bob Sutton's gone. Yeah. Which I'm not one hundred percent sure Pat Mahomes didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, we would get oh, to I think get he had everything myself. to do with that. Because to me, it's Clark Hunt, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, Brett Beach. Because if Clark Hunt was in his office and Pat Mahomes walked in and right. said, "Andy goes there, I go," to keep him. Oh, absolutely. Oh, There's, no, sure. question. There's number, no question. He's number. He's number two in the hierarchy. There's no chief. question. Clark Especially Hunt, now. Pat Mahomes. He's yeah. he is now elevated himself ahead of Andy Reid.
2: Hundred percent agree with you. And and this That's is huge. why I think the Chiefs are going to attack in the draft at at edge rush and at the safety position. I definitely think the safety is going to be taken a little bit more. Like you said this on your show. Safety's bank, loaded in the bank. second round. I, I, I've listened loaded. to it. This is something that you, you convinced me because at first I didn't think the safety position was all that important. But you made it so several weeks ago, you said on your show, you said that if you look at most Super Bowl teams of recent memory, yep. they always had an all pro safety.
1: Yeah. Almost Number every one single, position,
2: exactly, and that changed yeah. my whole
4: mindset. Exactly look at the
1: Patriots, Rodney Harrison, it, Ronnie Lott. I mean, exactly down to the, Seahawks, the Seahawks, the Seahawks. I mean, look, it's a quarterback of the secondary. You see exactly.
4: you're, you're telling everybody where to be. Exactly. And the
1: Legion of Boom was built with mid-round right. picks: Richard Sherman, fifth round; Byron so, Maxwell, so fifth round, if, if, Chancellor, if, sixth round. If, if, if the Chiefs yeah. were World to trade, trade up, the if the
2: Chiefs runner. trade up, which I think is inevitable, they're going to trade up in this draft, and they go and get themselves the best. Like it's a clone. Or could
1: they trade back? Or they could trade back and collect the second picks. Second round
2: is loaded. Yes. Second round is great. That's very. I think regardless, they're not picking at twenty nine. Yeah. I don't, so them to 29. I don't expect them to pick at twenty nine. I don't expect them to pick at twenty nine.
1: With the move up to the round pick sixteen, you get Farrell would cost them a first rounder a second-rounder, and like a third-rounder to get the trade value yeah. to do that. They it's, have the assets
2: that. to do it, though. That's the they thing. They do have
1: the M.O. to do it, and you're in a Super Bowl window, what's worth it and what's not worth exactly. it. That's the question. Exactly. You're an all-in year, You, you have a short window, and I always liken it to the Seattle Seahawks with John Snyder. As I mentioned, Legion of Boom was built with fifth-round, sixth-round pick, except for old Thomas. But Curse and Baldwin, all these undrafted guys, that they eventually had to pay. Um, but they didn't pay them right. until – and they won with a third round quarterback, but eventually the check becomes due. It's like the Royals, the check came due with Hosmer and Moves and Kane. You couldn't keep them all. Seahawks are rebuilding right now, and they get a Chris Carson in the seventh round two years ago They got him 1,000 yards. But if you're going to do it, you have to do it before you pay Mahomes. You have yep. to do it before you pay Mahomes. Yeah. Because when he gets paid, that changes everything.
2: Yeah. I 100% agree. And that's that. That time is against them right now because if he's going to get $200 million. And then the Chiefs are going to have to start getting creative and how they build the team around yeah, them. Then you're, then you're depending on
1: Pat to elevate everyone else. right? <laughs> Which they missed the portion of their window last year. Yeah, their window right. was open last year, oh, but they missed They, they really absolutely. did. Year one,
2: they like, missed that portion. And like you brought up just a minute ago, they might have to go wide receiver. We don't know yeah. what's going to happen this with the Tyree Kill situation. We don't know what Sammy Watkins yeah, is going to bring to the table. Tight another position. They they're they're so right thin at draft. tight end outside of Travis Kelsey. For sure. They could go tight. like I pitched that if the Chiefs don't trade up. and they If somehow TJ Hawkinson falls, in in the first round somewhere, the Chiefs are like, dude, we can't pass up on running Fann. 12 personnel. Yeah. yeah, running 12 personnel with Travis Kelsey and it's another young stud, giving sure. Patrick Mahomes the opportunity to score 100 a game. You know, you pass up on that. There's so Keep many Keep your eye on
1: Jay Sternberger. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. he third a lot. He, came, he went to Kansas. They yeah. transferred. We went to Juco. Then he went to Texas a and blew it up. Yeah. Chase Sternberger is an absolute stud. Charles Davis came on the show one day, which I trust his advice. He was one of those guys that filled in for Mayock at the combine. Him and Daniel mm-hmm. Jeremiah. Raved about Jay Sternberger. What good, would you good block
2: or good hands?
4: I heard a lot. more up. hands yeah. than
1: block. The block needs a little work, but the, okay. but the hands are exceptional. Yeah. exceptional.
2: Now let me ask you, Bink. What would be a bad move in your eyes with the Chiefs as far as trading for a player or trading in the draft, or what would what would you say is the wrong move for them to do in this offseason?
1: I'm almost scared of them trading up the first round because of what they do with rookies. Rookies. Yeah. I mean, Cream Hunt was an accident because the or, uh, right. Spencer, Ware. Spencer Ware was hurt. He steps in. It, 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 this bothers me about Chiefs evaluation. He had Cream Hunt every day in, in, in training camp, and you didn't realize that he was your best running right. back. This guy led the NFL in rushing, and you had him as a backup. <laughs> uh, that concerns For me. Sure. It's this whole fear of rookies. Tyree Kill they limited a role when he was a rookie. Gadget guy. Um, yep. It does concern me. Now, Marcus Peters stepped in as a rookie and, and did his job, but the reliance on rookies and the Chiefs is not always there. It's why they go with the Chad Andy to be backup quarterback. They always went with experience to be backup quarterback. I, I, I think Andy Reid is so reliant on veterans with this team that even a rookie – Cleveland Farrell, as much as I like him, you know he skipped his pro day, didn't do that. Bosa skipped his pro day too, yeah. which you can't put too much stock into that. But it's a little bit concerning because out of the top 20 sackers last year, 14 of them were first-round picks, four of them were second-round picks two or third round none was beyond so you have to get them early but again i think the second round you can get the pass rusher you need because once you get through pick 15 15 to 29 is pretty much crapshoot everybody's pretty much even right in my opinion right you got to trade up to 15 which is going to cost you some picks do you think
4: do you think they're good the chiefs are going to attack maybe the center position with what we have austin Reader, right i think austin
1: Ryder. they they like it here's a guy that Austin Ryder stepped in. He had one start in his NFL careers yeah. for Cam Irving, believe it or not, when he was in Cleveland towards ACL. But he stepped in and did fine. And that's one of the for most sure. important positions on the offensive Absolutely. line. But Austin Ryder stepped right in and got the Played job well. done. So I don't yeah. think they're ultimately concerned. Now mid-round, yeah, I would go off uh, lineman for the Chiefs, like Veter okay. out of Wisconsin. Uh, I would go mid-round is where you can get line depth. Bottom of them will fall. I do believe. Sure. And running backs, I don't, you know, they they wouldn't got Carlos Hyde, so I don't think they're is concerned about getting a now you can get good running back sixth and seventh round Alex Barnes out of Kansas State, I believe will be a sixth or seventh round pick this year, so you can get value Can't at running body. back. Yeah, and, and don't forget Daryl Williams. Yeah, I like now, that kid. Daryl Williams, yeah. if you compare his numbers to Darius Geis at LSU, yes. five point seven yards per carry compared to five point three of Darius team. Geis. And he wasn't drafted, which right. is weird, but he but he has the mentality. He sat behind Fournette, didn't complain. Right. He sat behind Darius Geis, didn't complain. And he put up huge numbers and right. made the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he's a, he's a hard. Runner. I mean, don't running, forget about that guy. Yeah, I running
2: the game. running back position is a, is very plug and play. That's why when I when I hear people say you know the Chiefs maybe consider drafting a running back early in the draft, I totally disagree with that because of the fact that like you said, you know you have Damian Williams, you have Daryl Williams, you have. Carlos
1: undrafted Hyde. undrafted. We've seen
2: Shark Kendrick yeah. West come in and own
4: teams.
1: Yeah, Carlos game? Drive's the highest draft
2: pick I mean, of all Priest right. Holmes, Willie Parker. I mean, the list goes on of running backs that have had well, good seed, good, good careers. Chris
1: Carson, seventh round.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, right. these guys that nobody knew in, in, in college they ended up becoming prolific running backs in the league just because you got them in the right system. It isn't yep. about, oh, we took this guy for Now, if you have a Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley, yeah, you're going to probably take those guys early because those guys are transcendent talents at their position. But you mm-hmm. can get yourself a good... To above average starting running back outside of the draft in its entirety. You don't yeah. have to draft a guy and go oh, pick yeah. a Lindsay, guy up. Philip Lindsay from Philip Lindsay, exactly. It's Man. a
1: position loss its of value. It's some more the Chiefs gave... Priest Holmes a bunch of money, even though they had Larry Johnson right. on their roster. That was a dumb move. Yep. When you look back at how it's dumb, a bad investment, remember when sure. Larry Johnson was averaging five a carry and Priest Holmes oh, like was 3.9 ridiculous. and they kept starting Priest Holmes? Yeah,
2: it was ridiculous, man. Yeah. yeah. So this is time. So that, that's that's the
1: value. All the talented running or receiver or, or running backs are going to receiver. Right. Odell Beckham could have been a great running back. Right. At LSU went to wide receiver. If you see more wide receivers that are compact, big size, they could right. have been running backs with the way they're physically built but they went to the wide right receiver position. That's so, where the money is.
2: So if all the tight ends were sure. available at 29, the Chiefs haven't traded back, which one do you want, T.J. Hawkinson or your guy?
1: Hawkinson or Sternberger Sternberger's Fant. not a first-rounder. Sternberger, yeah. you can get in a late second or oh, a third oh. round. He's, he, he's climbing. He was more of a fifth-round pick earlier, but through his combine numbers and everything, I think he's elevated himself more to a third-round pick, maybe a late second as far as Sternberger. Uh, Caleb Wilson that I was high on at UCLA – kind of uh, started dropping off. Josh Oliver, San Jose state is a good mid round tight end. Uh, that put up, did great. The week of the senior bowl, didn't put up any numbers in the senior bowl, but I do feel there's good value at mid round tight end. I think it's actually a a position of strength in this draft.
2: Okay. So if, if the chiefs were to say in the second or third round, they see a wide receiver come off the board. What's that? What's that tell you about Tyreek's Hill situation, bearing in mind that we don't know anything now.
1: It's uncertainty. Um, I mean, we're a month, we're less than a month away from the draft, and it's complete uncertainty. And Tyree Kill, I know he had one catch in the NFC title game, and people think it's because Belichick took him out of the game, which he might have done. But the fact is, are you in position to have a first-round by and to have home field advantage without Tyree Kill throughout the season? And the yeah. answer is no. He's Absolutely. most dangerous weapon Absolutely. in the NFL. Uh, I understand that you have – wide receivers with good quarterbacks that can elevate their talent. Clearly we saw it with Mahomes and Albert Wilson with the 10 catches. He got him paid. Right. He got him paid. Got
4: him paid. Um, yeah. But
1: but but the but the wide receiver position, can he make him better? Can he take a tight end like Jacob Tammy that Manning did in, in Indianapolis and Elevate an Austin Collie? Or can, it, can Dallas he Dallas Clark Brady and take a, a Julian Edelman yeah. and, and do that? Yeah, I think Demarcus Robinson could shine with the Patrick Mahomes but man, good receivers and quarterbacks don't discount that. And I know people discount that, but Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, Andre Reed, Jim Kelly, Mark Duper, and uh and uh and and Dan Marino. Yeah. Um Bradshaw and Stalworth and and uh, and uh Lynn Swan. Having a quarterback with a great receiver is not to be discounted. Yeah, quarterbacks can elevate talent, but also you gotta have that, especially with the game breaking ability that Tyreek kill brings. Yeah,
4: it, just get the ball in his hands and open field. Anything, like we saw in that one Dallas game, I forget what week it was last year, the year before last year, right before the half. Yeah. Right before the half, yeah. he just was got the old... ball in his hands in block form yeah. He made it was like something from Madden. It was he, even though it sounds
1: simple, I remember Mahomes uh, that rookie year he had no TAs, so my ball is just getting the hand the ball in the hand. Right, my playmakers let to make the plays. Right. It sounds simple, but he said it after the Steelers game this year too, and. If you look back to Mahomes' passes, how many dead end passes did you see? You didn't really see that Kurt Warner and Anquan Bolden in the end zone where he got oh, lit yeah. up and no, Kurt Warner set him up to get felt so bad about it. You didn't have that. You didn't have dead end passes from Mahomes. It was putting the ball in the hands of your playmaker and let them make right. plays. And that's exactly what he did. That's why Tyreek Hill is so imperative to me. So if, if if, if,
2: if sure. I just, I don't want to put you on the record here, Bink, but if you were a betting man right now, do you believe Tyreek Hill is on the Chiefs roster of week one <laughs> based off what you know now?
1: At this point, yes. Okay. At this point, yes. The chiefs can't comment it because the authorities told them not to comment on it, which I understand they don't want to get them. Like if Andy Reid talks to Tyree Keel, then all of a sudden Andy Reid knows information. All of a sudden the police are asking Andy Reid uh, questions. Um, Yes. Could there be a suspension with it? Yes. But I do believe he's on the roster. Yeah,
2: I, I yeah. agree. I think we've all agreed yep. because of the fact that, I mean, let's just simplify it. He's His name's not even on the police reports, There's not no a suspect.
1: Proof. Right. It's for me, I think, if. But keep in mind, the NFL will do it. I mean, look, Zeke really yes. didn't do anything, but yeah. still. That's a good point. I think weekly. I think
2: there could be a suspension, but as far as list. as far as him being cut, I think the Chiefs have been very proactive in moments like this, like the Cream Hunt thing. He's been they, honest, yes, Cream Hunt. exactly, won. exactly. They didn't get upset with him because of what was on the video. They got upset because he lied about yep, it. Right. They cut him because of that, not because of what was on the video. With Tyree Kill, it's because of the fact that I, Overland Park Taylor said this himself. He lived in Kansas City for 13 years. He knew that Overland Park police. Don't mess around. They'll prosecute you as soon as they have anything on you. And they right. didn't, and they haven't. They haven't to this point with Twitter. Yeah, they wouldn't even on free, the if they week had weeks. anything on Tyreek right now. I think they would have already done it. It's all
1: speculation at yes, this point. Exactly. Obviously, with his past history, that he's yeah. going to be, and they love making targets out of some of. Somebody's got a big name. You're going to be drawn into it. Um, yeah, so exactly. I'm so wait and see on Tyreek right. I don't like the rush a judgment because I, I hate to do it. I've seen guys in the NFL because of their history. And a lot of times it's false reports like that right. they didn't do it. And it comes back in proof and everybody, you know, judged them and you know, and then if it comes back where this person lied or whatever through text message or whatever, that tried to set this guy up. These guys are targets. Um, and they are a big fish. And I do believe that uh if they had a chance to get a big fish, they would, but they oh. haven't been able to.
4: And this timing's really bad too. I think this I think what this does the effect, yes. I think that, I think that what this does affect is his payday. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's definitely. I don't think he's going to get the contract that we were projecting him to get. He's going to
1: get the way the year, Chris Jones. And, and besides
4: him. all the trade talk that, that Glazer was talking about and all the sources and so on, so on, I, we can't even think about that now because that's probably nipped in the bud now because him getting traded and what we're going to get from him now compared to what we're going to get from him
2: before is probably completely different.
4: Another like, other teams wouldn't
1: trade with. For him with everything right. hanging over the shoulder, yeah. they wouldn't be right. Well,
2: and especially for the value the Chiefs would demand because, rightfully so, he's one, like the most dyma- dynamic non-quarterback quarterback in the NFL.
1: For sure. He's the most, he's second most important person in the Chiefs. I 100% agree
2: with you, and I think I, that's why he will be on this team. And I do believe the Chiefs are going to yeah. extend him. I just don't think that – first of all, I don't think they were ever going to give him – now that I know some of the things that Jay Glazer talked about. I told about, you that. I told they were never going to give him that record-breaking Tyree deal. Tyree Gill
1: had the ace in his pocket. The ace is down with the cheek. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, he all lost, the leverage
2: is
4: on their side. He setup. lost
1: the ace. Yes, 100% it sucks agree. for
4: him, man, but it's just, I told you that. I had a feeling he wasn't – I mean, I know I didn't think this was going to happen, but we are talking about him getting OJ, OBJ money, and I just didn't see that. Which happened. sucks. I yeah. mean, if he's he he innocent,
1: it. it sucks because yeah. the guy worked his ass off. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No question.
2: No question. Well, um, we are here in the Casey Beardco Studios with our special guest, Jay Binkley, in the Modern Man Supply Company guest seat. Uh, we have another segment coming up. Uh, we're going to touch on a couple things. We're going to have Eddie Ortiz actually fill in the cracks, tell us some stories in the sports world that we didn't know about until he told us. And uh, is there a chance, just by just by chance, that Jordy Nelson could squeak into the Hall of Fame one day? <laughs> oh, Jay's going to love this segment. And, of course, we're going to end the show off with what, guys? Hold, hold this out. We'll get to that after this.
0: Midcoast Modern is a Kansas City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the Midcoast, and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection.
2: Casey Hard Goods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art, and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At it again on the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here with my guys, Eddie Ortiz, go, go, go. Trevor Twidwell. What up? And of course, in the Modern Man Supply Company guest seat, no other than Jay Binkley. Ah. Give it up for Jay Binkley. Thank you so much for being out here tonight, Love man. I really appreciate you very being here, man. Very comfortable, <laughs> very <nice. laughs> On the Iron Throne, uh, which, by the way, guys, we're about 14 days away from Game of Thrones returning. And I heard Stoked. that. Uh, Is it Dusty? Dusty and Nick
1: at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Each Monday. (laughs) You know that's
2: dedication (laughs) when you want to talk about GOT at the 5 a.m. spot,
0: man. That's nice.
1: (laughs) And some late night ones too, last two episodes. Uh, I was reading
0: about Mountain Dew uh, making a a soda can with uh, Arya's kill list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Now, Big, do you
2: follow Game of Thrones?
1: (laughs) I do not. Oh, you got to get on it, man. I know. Everybody tells me that. You got to get on it,
0: bro. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. No,
2: no, you're fine because actually I, I envy you because you get to binge watch.
0: It's okay. hey, we'll okay. a it's lot okay.
2: of us had a follow as it went I'm on yeah. Season, yeah, remember that
0: I'm on season four so I'm not even caught up because no. so, if I'm not an NFL network or something <laughs> well, I'll I,
1: miss it if
2: I convince the network guys at NFL network to throw some game of Thrones up do like, it. You watch okay perfect. I'm gonna watch <laughs> I'll, I'll hit some Don't people worry. up. I'll hit it up so I teased it a little bit and before I say anything I know you guys are gonna think I'm absolutely ridiculous but you it's are. okay but because are, it isn't Is for argument's sake uh this week we had learned that uh, 11 season vets Wide receiver Jordy Nelson played with the Packers and the Raiders, decided to call it quits. Uh, This guy has had some injuries in his career. He missed the entire 2015 season due to an ACL uh, tear that he suffered against the Steelers, I believe, in week two of the preseason that year. Um, But outside of that, this guy has been unbelievably effective. He finishes his career with 613 receptions, 8,587 yards, and 72 touchdowns. Here's the craziest stat about his career. He only had two fumbles. I had to make sure I wasn't on drugs when I saw that. <laughs> you can literally look up his career numbers. He had two fumbles his entire career 613 receptions. Not a two lot of drums either. Yeah. That is stupid amazing. He missed 25 games in 11 seasons, missed all of the 2015 season. Like I said, right. he's 68 all time in receptions. That's more than names like Jimmy Graham, Golden Tate, Joe Horn, AJ Green, Sterling Sharp. Terry Glenn, Deshaun Jackson, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Shockey, Lance Allworth, Kellen Winslow, Vincent Jackson, Dez Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and by the way, Rob Gronkowski. 78th all-time in receiving yards, which is more than Paul Warfield, Plaxico Burris, Greg Jennings, Curtis Conway, Sterling Sharp again, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Wallace, Ozzie Newsom, and Gronk again. And he's tied for 39th all time in touchdowns. That's more than again Jimmy Graham, Bob Hayes, Wes Welker, Andre Johnson, Art Monk, Raymond Barry, Rod Smith, Jason Witten, Chad Johnson, Jimmy Smith, Derek Mason, Santana Moss, Michael Irvin, Charlie Joyner, Bobby Mitchell, Sterling Sharp for a third time, Plaxico Burris, Greg Johnson, or Greg Jennings, Keyshawn Johnson, AJ Green, Kanan McCardell, Vernon Davis, Shannon Sharp, and Greg Olson. Here's the other thing.
1: I, Actually, I, I, Jordy Nelson it did not have as much as Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun is, Jackson is over 10,000 yards.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Did it say receiving? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I said uh, Deshaun Jackson. I meant Chad Johnson. I'm sorry. So here we are. In the 13 and thirteen touchdown reception seasons, this is a minimum of 13 touchdown seasons. There have been – I went through the list. I'm, I'm from 1980 to 2010. There are hundreds of guys that have had 13 touchdown seasons. All right. There have only been six guys, and correct me if I'm wrong again, because you probably know this off the top of your head, six guys have had more than three seasons of 13 touchdowns or more. Jordy Nelson is on that list. The other guys, Randy Moss, Tara Lowens, Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, and Sterling Sharp. Those guys are all Hall of Famers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Binkley. I think you're right. If they're not in the Hall of Fame, they're going to be. I think Randy Moss is the youngest of all. Oh, Yeah, T.O. got inducted the same yeah. year I think Moss did. Yeah, right? So yeah. they're all Hall of Famers except Jordy Nelson. And he did something only those guys did. So, as crazy as it sounds, and I was talking to a lot of K State fans this week. You know, they had a lot of heartbreak due to their basketball well, that's team. Your problem you know. right there. <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've had I, I have some friends and fellow businesses that went to school with Jordy that know him. They love the guy, and they asked me for this show. Hey, could you bring it up? Is there any case that Jordy Nelson could potentially make the Hall of Fame? Now, my first reaction is absolutely not. But if you look into some of these things, you're looking at the—I mean, that's that's some unprecedented stuff right there for, for sure. a guy that, although had injury problems, was super productive from 20—I think it was from 2014 to 2016—had the most touchdowns amongst all receivers. I mean, this guy was an absolute beast. Now, right. here's my question to you, Bink—he's
1: tied with Marquise Colston.
2: Marquise Colston, okay. Well, is, Marquise, he, is he a Hall of Famer? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But but, but 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 the only thing he has on his—the only thing he can Stanley Morgan Colston. has
1: more. I don't even know who that. Is. <laughs> Tony Holt. I'm on green. John David Crowe. Big's just shitting all over this segment Harold right now. Jackson. It's beautiful. <laughs> Take that,
2: K-State. Bob Hayes. <laughs> oh, man. Me. So basically, K-State fans, your guy's <laughs> not making again, it. Your guy's not making it. Okay, I tried to I tried to make a case. You know what? He's I tried. The <laughs> he's
1: the best receiver ever to be recruited as a defensive back oh, for sure and not have any scholarship. That
2: alone isn't That's Hall of Fame right there, guys. I mean, yeah. he's quality. in your Hall of Fame. <laughs> PCB and
1: Company Hall of Fame. So let's
2: just let's go ahead and wrap that one up real quick. Jordy Nelson's not making the Hall of Fame, had an awesome career. Had three, three 13 plus touchdown seasons. Play with a great quarterback. So it, yes. Pl- benefited great from quarters. playing with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. But let's just let's pump the brakes on this a little bit. He's not making the Hall of Fame. I tried K-State fans. I tried Packers fans. I even tried for the Raiders fans, but that didn't work. So he's not making the Hall of Fame. Let's move on. Eddie, <laughs> oh, we do this every man. week, my man. Every week. Putting me on a
0: spot. You're like filling that. in the cracks. Oh, okay.
2: You gotta see Bink for, for those that don't know, and Bink, you're new to the show on this one, man. <laughs> Eddie is our soccer guru. Okay, right. I, I know you just love soccer, Bink. Yeah. <laughs> so so he, he I see soccer all over him right now. <laughs> That's actually what we brought you on to talk a little soccer. So but no, no. All right, let's
1: go. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> EPL or whatever. Eddie Fire Munich's good places. Right? Oh man.
2: So so Eddie is he gives us Talking a lot of stuff. And, and here we are, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's some big news that just came out, and I want you to lay this down on us, man. Give us a reason why we need to be excited and why a particular Chiefs
0: ambassador if you will should get some praise on this one oh man well those news are uh, i don't know if a lot of people have heard is uh Bayer munich is coming to town it became official wednesday i did talk about i did talk about it a little bit on friday since uh there were some uh german newspaper that had talked to uh clark hunt uh and clark had given his opinion now clark hunt is the owner of uh mls franchise fc dallas FC Dallas has a like a partnership of some kind with and three dollar
1: beers too. If I'm not wrong, <laughs> he lowered all the prices. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not doing an Arrowhead, but go exactly. He's a saint. He's uh, a
0: saint. He has a partnership with Bayern Munich. Now he wanted Bayern Munich to play in the U.S., uh, but he asked Bayern Munich if they wanted to come to Arrowhead, and obviously Bayern Munich knows Patrick Mahomes. they, they know what they what he did. They agreed. So not only they're bringing Bayern Munich, they're also bringing AC Milan. Now this is uh, an Italian giant team. You're, you're talking two big European clubs playing in Arrowhead Stadium. Now my question is, or uh, my question is, uh, can this game be a factor in bringing the World Cup to Kansas City in 2026? Now we know Kansas City is a finalist and I I believe 23 other cities, to host a World Cup game. Can this mean the beginning of something to where we can actually see Kansas City hosting a World Cup in 2026? What do you you guys
1: think? I I sure hope hell, Eddie, I sure hope hell you're right. My thing is this. Play some damn regular seasons over here because we take teams and they get our Jaguars every year. Yeah. and that's a regular season game <laughs> for sure. And I know they're not. We're talking the German, the Bundesliga, yeah, yeah. in the first uh, league in, in Italy. But why don't they
0: play regular season games now, here? We take regular seasons over to Europe, don't we? Bar- right? Bar- Barcelona did try last year. They they had officially scheduled a regular season game in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was going to be sometime earlier this year, and. Obviously a lot of the players association of Spain denied that a lot of players were so against it uh they obviously said no we're not going to go play over there uh you're crazy we're not going to do it we're not going to leave we're not going to leave the country just to play a game to please anybody that doesn't okay. that has nothing to do with us <laughs> so the Chiefs went over there. Oh right. shit, man! But the Lions, wasn't it? Uh, so I mean, <laughs> they are trying. They are trying to bring games here, but player associations in Europe are 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 just not having it. They, they just don't don't see the reason sure. against to coming here.
1: I get it. It's a big deal over there, yeah. I, I get it. I I don't know why we we put four games over there. To be honest with you, yeah. my whole idea lands. Is, and I know the NFL preseason is doing this. The Raiders are going to go play, I think the Cowboys over in Hawaii. Yes. They're talking about putting the game in Canada for preseason. My idea is to take a regular season game and play it on a college campus like the NHL does. You know when they take the NHL yeah, in yeah, builds revenue for that area. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They, they take the NHL game and they play it in stadiums, and it's an outdoor stadium on New Year's Day. They do. I always thought it'd be cool to play the Seahawks in like Odson Stadium in Oregon, that'd play the sweet. Chiefs and the Cowboys in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, oh, take be, the the Falcons and play them in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But I always thought like a college stadium series for the NFL oh, would yeah. be huge, but. I'm with you. This is a big deal for Kansas City, and I do think it helps us get the cup. And, Did you see where we're, they're talking about making Kansas City the training center? Yeah, we don't want the training center. We don't <laughs> want pulled growing. We want actual games, don't <laughs> we? Yeah. Think?
0: So, I mean, Kansas City. That's would, what we're going to get, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're
1: going to get the training center.
0: With the with, uh, sporting building, the new facility, the, the training facility, it's great. I've, I've, it's unbelievable. I haven't, I haven't been inside, state but of I've, the seen, art. I've yeah. seen the outside. It, it's it's beautiful. just amazing. And I know the U.S. men's national team will be training there Mm -hmm. in July of this year for the Gold Cup. We are hosting the Gold Cup again this year. It's been what six years, I think, since the last time we hosted a Gold Cup game. So the U.S. is back. Is this is this making Kansas City move in the right direction for 2026? I really, Uh, I really hope so. It's a step ahead.
1: It's a step ahead, especially if they get good attendance. Eddie, I mean, if they get good attendance for it, I think it can. Draw it'd be such a big thing for Kansas City. Kansas City is such a good soccer town. I mean, when Team USA yeah, plays, sure. they fill the power and yeah. light. Yeah, we're blessed in this area to have some of the best venues in Even all of sports. In the sports. Arrowhead's one of, one of the best stadiums in the NFL to watch, as we know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sporting Park or uh, Children's Mercy Park, sure. one of the best Even places to watch games. the MLS. Seattle's very good too. Yeah, but yes, and then that uh, Kansas Jayhawks and Allen Fieldhouse. We, we are blessed to have some of the best venues in professional sports or college sports right here for in the sure. metro area. But yes, I mean, we got to get this airport fixed. Yes. Yeah, we got to have our streetcar go more than just the crossroads and back to the river City's market. not ready for all that yet. But and- uh I would love it. I think it'd be huge for the city and uh, I think we have such a good soccer community. I think it'd be great. Yeah.
0: The only major setback I have on this would be that Arrowhead Stadium, the the field itself, the the, the grass part it, it it's just and it just big enough to have the smallest FIFA regulation size field.
1: Yeah, they have to fix it a little bit. Yes. right? Have so to, they
0: have they have to they have to make it a little bit bigger to and where that takes
2: away from attendance, right? And yeah,
0: you would have to you have to upgrade Arrowhead. You have to take maybe uh, the first sure. row or something. Sure. You you would have to upgrade. I think Arrowhead. they'd be willing to do that. Yeah, uh, I think
1: Clark would be willing to. He right. loves soccer. He right. played soccer at SMU. Yes. He's a soccer guy, and like yes. you said, he owns SC Dallas, and it's. He would love it, yeah. but it'd be great for the city. I yeah. love Fans city would love when teams for it. sure. We with the NFL draft. Oh my god! But yes, I yes. think this is huge. You get the World Cup, you get the you get yeah, the draft. you can easily eventually a Super Bowl, yes. maybe a Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> if we would have passed that rolling roof, we'd already had it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I know. We uh, need more hotels in the What's up with us
2: not falling through with good ideas, Bank? What's exactly. going on? I don't
1: know. It's killing. We're behind the ball. We're supposed to have a tenant sprint center. It's going to be fixed by the time we get one. I need
4: to call Mahomes
2: and tell him to tell.
1: Clark to put just, a roof on that thing. Just now the salesman, get it. If hell it, hell Mahomes yeah. get Mahomes wants the World Cup, we'll get the World, call, get the World Cup. Yeah. I'm no, still waiting on that water burger, but I mean, we
2: got. <laughs> I know. I think he's
1: gonna uh, do get, that. I can't wait on that. I think that's gonna hey, happen. My patty Mel. If he's a baller, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you, what right. else you got for us, Eddie? All right, now moving on. Uh, it is Formula One weekend. Uh, this Ooh. is the second weekend in in the 2019 season. Ooh. I know a lot of fans. Uh, <laughs> the First was
1: Australia, right? Yeah, the first one was –
0: yes, there you go. So this is the second weekend. It is in Bahrain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, The first weekend was won by uh, Valtteri Bottas from Mercedes. Uh, Lewis Hamilton came in second. Uh, I believe Vettel came in third. Uh, So there's a big competition between Ferrari and Mercedes every year. Who is better? What team can outperform the other? Now, obviously, last uh two weeks ago, we saw Mercedes uh take the W. Will we see Ferrari come on top this weekend? I really hope so. I'm a huge Vettel fan and, and I just love the way he he races. He he's just he's so aggressive. He he just doesn't want to lose. He he if he has a problem with the car, he always tries to fix it. So I really hope Ferrari can come back on top on this one. Uh so I don't know if you guys know anything about Formula 1.
1: Every Ferrari I've had has been fast, really, really fast. I'm kidding. <laughs> or a Mercedes. Yeah. I've
0: had a Ford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Ford once. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> All right, so the last topic would be Sporting Kansas City. They're hosting Montreal Impact tomorrow at uh, Children Mercy Park. Uh, let's just hope our guys can take a W. They drew last, uh, was it, two weeks ago. Before the international break against Colorado Rockies, one-one, it was a tough game to watch. Uh, they were just, uh, they were not clicking throughout the whole game. I, I don't know what what was going on. So hopefully they can they can come back on top and get that W. It's much needed. They they've been struggling early in the season, but obviously they got a the huge Concacaf match coming up April fourth. Hopefully they can also come on top on that. So. Well, the
1: season never ends. Eddie goes to, what, December? Ten, ten yeah, months, in
0: it? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten months season, November.
1: Ten-month season, yeah. So, it's a long I mean, season. It, this
0: yeah. would be, what, like the fourth week or the fifth week of it's the season, good. I think. The it's, circle it, the it, wagons in July. And, yeah. Eddie, didn't you mention
2: that the MLS is one of the only soccer leagues that only has ten months, right? Like
0: the other leagues, they kind of just go more, all the, all year round. So, uh, MLS is, is the oddball of every other league in the, in, in, in the world, uh, I would say. So MLS runs from February to November, if I'm not mistaken. It could be Mar- beginning of March to November. Every other soccer league and every other league I follow, I know of, they go from August to uh, May. That That's your standard calendar for almost every every other country that I know of. And also, MLS, I think, is the only team to have a draft. I, I don't think any other league in the world has draft. I don't think they even know what a draft is. MLS is also uh – what is it? Like you have a cap. So a salary cap? Yeah. yeah, You have a salary cap, so no other league in the world has that. Right. So that's why – It's very Americanized. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Rightfully MLS so. MLS is uh, – it's still growing. I mean, you got it, your MLS
1: it, mockout, yeah. <laughs> <So> it, <laughs> mock out, Eddie.
0: So mock four Yeah, it was created in uh ninety six. Uh, I mean, it's still growing. It's still young. Yes, yeah. yes. So it can only get better. Uh, hopefully, somehow that they can change their schedule, but obviously they can't because you got football, you got baseball. So that's why it's tough it, to compete with those. Exactly. Man. Yeah. So that that's why you're 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 looking at February, March to to November, kind of like a. Uh, baseball schedule but long you know, season uh, yeah long uh, season so we'll we'll see well, hopefully mls can 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 grow to the better
2: well i appreciate you letting us know that man because like i said there's sure, i've man. heard people hit me up during the week saying hey man i really appreciate eddie appreciate eddie talking about soccer because oh, there are a lot you. of soccer fans out <laughs> here you, man no, there really so, are there really talk. are man this is and like you've said this is the soccer capital of america man i mean it it's, it's coming up honestly so it really is man really and, that, is. and that training facility i will say because i delivered uh some here I am, uh, you know, sh- shamelessly plugging my company <laughs> Casey Beard. Uh, a couple months ago, I, br- I brought Graham zusi friend of the show, uh, some beard products to restock, and I went in there and walked around that play, It's unreal, man. It's just stupid awesome Wait, in there. So. Soccer
0: has come a long way. It's come now, a long way from, from '96 to
2: now. It, 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 it's really grown. Dude. Yes, it really has. So, again, Eddie, thank you so much for filling in the cracks sure, on man. this one, man. But we're gonna end the show on our favorite segment of the night, guys. What is it? Oh, this hell. hell. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L!
1: Somebody's gotta hold that L.
2: <laughs> the him. The her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L. LL Cool J stuff. Hold that L.
4: Good God, man. Hold this gigantic veiny pulsating L.
1: Man. You are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> wow, that was great. Oh, hold
2: Sorry. this L. Hold this L. Brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Handcrafted beard and skincare products giving you a daily routine. Everything you need to take care of your beard and skin. Made with 100% organic ingredients. KCBeardCo.com Guys, it's our favorite segment of the night. Favorite segment of the week. Trevor, we're going to start with you, brother. Ooh. Who is holding your L this right. week in the world sports?
4: All right, so my L is going to be held by none other than Lavar Ball and uh, Big Baller. Oh, talk, uh,
2: um, talk about it. Talk like about it. So that. if any
4: of you guys have watched national TV at all, basketball at all, basketball fans, you you had heard the recent news about uh, – Pretty much, Lonzo Ball backing out of the whole Big Baller Brand uh, situation.
1: Get his tattoo removed too, yeah. this Yeah, yeah, and
4: then, uh, him and all of his brothers actually removed all pictures of their father and Big Baller 90's. Brand on their Instagram, really, on all 90's. of their social
0: media. Um, this is a
4: major loss not only for Lavar. I spot like four pairs of those
1: right i'm kidding i'm yeah. holding the L. So Wait
4: before, get- actually, actually supposedly there's still people waiting there's actually still people waiting on their shoes to arrive. oh shit man. yeah so suppose no the wonder they've awful about their online supply and what, what I, shit, 500 bucks of those babies this, <laughs> goes, yeah. this l goes very deep i want to be a big very baller deep. right <laughs> so yeah so not only lavar but lonzo as well because i believe lonzo missed out on a, a big contract deal with nike adidas 'Cause I, I believe when he was coming into the draft, obviously he obviously was a top draft, top draft pick. So he could have been signed by Nike, Adidas, anybody. He chose to do his own thing, which is fine. I fully supported what they were doing, even though I felt LeVar was kind of making it about him. They screwed it. Clearly. Right. was LeVar, He was right? So. It was entertaining, but at the back of I think, all of our Bill minds. The LeBron shut him up. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. At the back of all of our minds. Yeah, LeBron's even come out talking about how he's proud of Lonzo for manning up and becoming his own man, not living in his dad's shadow. Even it, was was, it was poisonous. Even toxic. though there was never a shadow there to begin with. Yeah. His dad was trying to overshadow that. Yes. Now he used that in Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see if he's there next year. I don't know. We'll see. I think Lonzo's a good player. I don't think, but I think he had a superstar chance to sign a superstar type of shoe deal, but he lost that. It's gone now. I love it. Um, yeah, it is. It is comedy. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. But Levar signed or Lavar bargained and did a deal with starting this shoe brand with. I forget the guy's name. The guy he did he did the deal with and starting this brand with um, did seven years in prison.
1: That's a great for, start. Yes, yeah. Sounds yeah, legit. For,
4: for mail fraud and two counts of money laundering, fraud, fraud, frauding 70 investors <laughs> of perfect four. Perfect guy to start a business with. A oh, four million. So he frauded 70 investors of $4 million. That's a good guy. did seven years in prison. I'm starting a business and this with is that guy. The, yeah. Right, he you get three is the people. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy you want taking care of your son's future yeah. and the, the brand of, of your future. It's just, man, I don't. What do you
1: say in prison? Like I'm a big baller, man.
4: <laughs> like I started this
1: thing. Well, I, I, mean, think I guess yeah. Hey, I
2: don't. Bink's got an opportunity to buy that name. BBB, Big Bad Binkley. I'm just saying, man. You could really <laughs> you make something it. happen. I'd buy those <laughs> yeah. shoes. I'd buy Rip those it, shoes. Man. I'd buy Ooh. the shorts because you wear shorts all year round. I'd buy the shorts, year man. Year <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> so to me, this this L is self inflicted, like and the L. I believe that Lavar needs to stay in his lane.
2: Yep. Oh, oh, oh. hold that L. So, uh, right. so yeah, stay LeVar in that lane, big baller brand. Hold, Hold, this this L. L. Hold this
1: L this L where the hell is he? I didn't even see him. <laughs> Seriously, this guy get a muzzle on him. Had or Had, something. had, had him. to throw a stay
4: in your lane and big baller. Never ranked.
1: lost, except
4: right now. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Yeah, L. L. It was what so is the big baller league? Every right. team was like the uh, ballers right. of Los right. Angeles. Yeah. Every team was baller something. Was a joke, I appreciated man. what they were doing, but Lavar made it waste. I can't find. wait. They got their own reality studio Facebook
2: show. I can't wait to see the movie Tarantino makes with that storyline. It's gonna be incredible in 20 years. Is everybody getting shot on the basketball
4: court? he ruined his other two younger sons by pulling them out of yeah,
1: UCLA, he's a dipshit. He's a, a dipshit. It's, like a dip it's how stage yeah. dad runs yeah, I mean, lives.
0: It the middle son was the one that fucked his own career up. Yeah, right? oh, stealing shit, stuff. But yeah, but that they could have worked shit. something out to where he could have stayed. <laughs> this L
2: is pro long. Let me just put it
0: like that. Look <laughs> he's lucky he's not in China in jail. <laughs> yeah.
2: They have <are> no <laughs> shit. Exactly.
4: You mean, what do they go, Lithuania or yes. somewhere like that? Of all yeah. places? Like, you could have went to another school.
0: Yeah. Eddie. Baller's holding the L, man. Baller. He's holding the L. So... This L is going to be given to none other than your spoken host, oh, Lance, Lance Preach. Oh, Twidwell. Say it with the Holy chest. L. Oh, say man. Say it with the chest. So, bro. about, i want to say, right <laughs> after the All Star break, we made a bet on the Lakers making the playoffs. Oh, LeBron. LeBron. And he was so confident, really, really <laughs> confident. You, you had to be there to to see the confidence he had on the Lakers he was like dude we're just two games behind and two-some-one. it ain't it no biggie <laughs> dude we're gonna make the playoffs like it ain't nothing man so uh guess we got paid this week <laughs> I got paid this week venmo by the exactly. way yeah he wasn't too happy about it <sighs> but hey
1: you pay cash, any of yeah. the moment. I ain't giving that you cash.
2: I'm kidding me. I want him to have to transfer that to his bank account. He can- crypto.
0: Exact so, Hey, I'm not complaining though. No, I got paid. So yeah. hey, 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 guess
2: th- guess who just got suspended from the spoken podcast next week? Crazy. He was fired.
0: Hey, get, guess who's not having a spa, uh, podcast without a computer? shame <laughs> on that. So, Lance Twidwell.
2: Hold this L. L. Fair enough, fair sorry, enough. I deserve that one. Let, let me see you holding that L. Uh, <laughs> right here, baby. Just... I'd like to thank my dad. O7? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: like Charlie's Angels over here, bro. This is embarrassing. My own, I just got blasted on my own. Yeah, officer, I'd like to report shots fired. Yeah, okay, you'll be here in 10 minutes. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Eddie. I yeah, appreciate welcome, that. Right in front of Jay Binkley on, my, on the first time he comes yeah. on our show. Thanks yeah. a lot. Any, anytime, man. Anytime. All right, Bink. Who you got, man? Who's holding the L?
1: Major League Baseball is holding my L. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. All right. Listen, opening day started yesterday, and everybody's excited about it. Even though the damn thing started over a week ago in Japan with the Mariners and A's at 4.30 in the morning, right. which happened to be I'm a loser and having to wake up and watch it, okay? <laughs> this is a real problem. They started it without any promotion. Major League Baseball starts over in Japan. You want to be America's pastime? Why are you starting your league in Japan? That's my question, first right. of all. First of all, no one cared. Right. No one watched. You didn't promote it. Major League Baseball did a horrible job of it. They had to have the world champion play like the NFL does. Take They have concerts have it a, and do it. Major League Baseball, for some reason, gets itself so far behind in what they're doing. And you're starting your league. Overseas that nobody knew your product even started. Right. You have to hold that L Major League Baseball because you don't yep. start something when nobody knows it started.
0: I, yeah. I knew it because I remember I told you like, hey, did Major League start? And I didn't even know. And and like, like, what? No. No. I was like, you're fucking stupid. It yeah. starts on Thursday. I, I was like, dude, know. I could have sworn he just said Major League Baseball just started yeah, it's in like, Japan. Like Bink just
2: said, why would you start your Major League? Season in right.
0: Japan, like that over a
2: week, you don't have a team ago, in Japan. Like, imagine the NFL doing that, uh, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> I mean, that that would be just nonsense. So, so, Major League Baseball, All All this out from being from no, yeah, Jay but Binkley. they do
1: the Major League Draft when For games sure. are going on instead of having it's so weird. It's, their they're their, so they're outdated. They'll be they know what they're doing, yeah. yeah.
2: Stuck in the BC. UC Irvine tried everything they could to try to slow down Oregon. During its second round game on Sunday, including the old tactic of name calling the opponent. This time it didn't work as UC Irvine sets its sights on trying to get in the head of Oregon's forward Lewis King by calling him a queen. Mm. Yeah, quote, I tell you, Turner said, which broke the anteater 17 game winning streak. By the way, I was saying double team queen to try and see if I could irritate him. And I did. And I kept talking to my team about what we wanted to do. We were calling him Queen because I knew it might irritate him because of how important he is to their team, the Queen in the chess. It was a play on his name of King, and it bothered him. Started thinking about me, started thinking about Max Hazard, one of UC Irvine's starting guards, but he came back and finished the game really strong, and he had a thing or two to say to me during the game, and I wanted to let him know that I'd done, I done—I was done out of respect. Well, King had 16 points that game, and UC Irvine lost 73-54. to 54.
4: Blown
2: so, up. needless to say, homophobic stuff aside, <laughs> the fact that you thought that was actually going to work as opposed to piss a player off and motivate him and awake a wake of sleeping giant that ends up beating that ass all over the court that night. You see, Irvine's head coach, I, I don't understand this at all. It, you know, players talking like that to each other that's one thing because you're on the court playing against each other. A coach saying that to a player, or trying to get his guys to say that as well. Like, I don't understand the logic, especially when you get your you get handled like that. It doesn't make any sense for, to me. Poetic. Man. That, that to me is an ultimate L, because, like I said, you're trying to get in a player's head by saying something that's so amateur, so sophomoric and it pulls up in your face that badly in the tournament of tournaments, the March Madness. Everybody's watching you, and this is what you end up coming back home with. You have to go and answer to your local media. With this whole situation, you're gonna have to go into next season with this. U.C. Irvine's head coach, oh, hold this hold it hard, man, because you you took a you took hard. a beating. That's take that. that's take wrong. I'm gonna stick with that one because I felt like I mean I had other I had other ones I want. I actually considered Major League Baseball because of that very reason. But after hearing him and I heard him talk, I didn't just read the quotes. I heard, I listened to him say this and he thought it was actually a good idea still after the loss. It's just baffling to me. Like how how you could do something like trash talk is cool with me. I like trash talk. But that type of trash talk and you get you're in, you get blown off the court. I got nothing for you except an L, my man. So <laughs> nice Guys, this has been an awesome show, Bink. Thank oh, yeah, dude seriously. Thank you so hey, much for coming out me. here. A lot of fun. For sure, man. You, you just got out of work, man, you know, did your whole show and then you came straight over here. Uh, couldn't find my address for a minute. That was totally fine. It's dark and down? rainy. Give me, give me, give me <laughs> but I would I uh we do have... hold that L. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, should have done that one. Well, uh from Modern Man Supply <clears throat> Company, because that is the guest seat you're in. They actually gave me some uh products to give you. Ooh. So we have a box right here for you full of good stuff, my man. Uh you can definitely check that out. Uh some good stuff for you to use on your daily routine. We got a little oh, wallet for you. you, Commandeer's uh little uh what's it called, a koozie. Uh, some soaps, soap. some shave soaps, Same yeah. The smell. Hopefully you don't shave, but if you want to use it, feel free. Beard oils and from Casey oh, Beard Co. Lambskin condoms, keep it safe. <laughs> we got you a t-shirt. We got you some beard products from Casey Beard Co. Like I said, man, we wanted to make sure that you left here with some stuff in your hands. So oh, yeah, man, it really does mean a lot that you would take the time to come out here and take a
1: picture of it. Yeah, take, it so much.
2: yeah take them all, man. On the so gram. <laughs> portrait mode. <Yeah. laughs> But like I said, man, it, it, it no really filter. means a lot, and you are always always welcome on the show whenever oh, you yeah, want to come man. in anytime, and drop some knowledge, man. Let me know,
1: fellas. I'll come back. Absolutely, man. All so, right, so
2: next Friday. Nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you got going on this day to next week? <laughs> so no, like I said, thanks a lot, man. Let we me really know. appreciate I'll come it. Hit um, let, uh, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter, man.
1: At three guys in a garage. Okay, and Jay Binkley on that Facebook. There was a podcast where we did a show in a garage drive. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's where yeah, it all I just started. Kept the name. Absolutely, man. You never it's, know when you're
2: going back. Bink at night. Was at 6 to 9 p.m.? Six, uh, 6 9, nine p.m. Yeah, every every weeknight Except for the Royals.
1: Except
2: exactly. when Royals are playing, obviously. Yep. Yeah. But uh, again, guys, thank you, everybody that's listened to all of our sponsors. Yep. For Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twidwell, I am Lance oh, yeah. Twidwell. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Spoken. We're getting up out of this bitch. Adios. See ya. Adios. We're going to get up out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya.
3: You are tuned into The Spoken.
2: I might actually stick I might actually stick around for a little bit.